Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Kentuckiana Travel Ball Podcast. We are so excited to be back. Season number two. We are live at the St. X Trinity game. Number one versus number two. Let's go, Rick. Man, you couldn't order a, a better weather or a better environment. I mean, this place is packed. Pretty exciting, packed. man. And listen, a lot of talent on this field. A lot of kids coming up through the travel ball circuit. We're going to talk about these kids. We're going to highlight what they're doing in their college careers and beyond. Our goal is to have a new guest every inning. Our first guest is our fellow coach with the <laughs> Wolves. You hear us talk about it all the time. Mr. Jason Pierce. What's up, Jason? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, excited for you being here, man. Listen, this is easy. We're just going to be casual, talk a little bit, talk about the game, and uh, talk a little baseball. Obviously, couldn't be a better day. Couldn't be. Weather's perfect. Yeah, uh, there's there's pro scouts in the stands. Yeah. There's there's all kinds of I mean, it brought out everybody. If you're not playing baseball or having practice or whatever and you're a baseball person, this is where you're at. And you ought to be. It's funny. So Eli And if you're not here, you should be. Rick's son's over there. He's like, I'm sitting next to the pirate scout. <laughs> He's all jacked up. I told him to go introduce himself. He See should, you in a couple years. He right? should be handing out cards, man. That's all right. I play shortstop. <laughs> That's what I was Twelve you betting uh, five something. <laughs> all right, we got Ty Stark on the mound for St. X. That's a big kid. How tall is he, Rick? He is six six. Six six listed in the program. We're gonna have to find somebody here with a radar gun to figure out how how fast he's throwing that. Oh, there, there's good. tons of people here with a radar gun. <laughs> that looks pretty good. We're right behind the plate, so we got a pretty good view and see what this ball's doing. Yeah, so it we'll, says it's about nine. His fastball gets up in the nineties. Ooh, there we go. Brady Willis is leading off for the Trinity Shamrocks QB yeah. number one. I don't know. I think the nerves, man. 3-0 count out the uh, gate. Hey, I tell you what, Brady's fast. He's an athletic kid. He was the quarterback for the football team. Uh, Brady's a tough out. Yeah, all around great athlete. Signed to play baseball at Bellarmine. Nice. There we go. Get the strike. Yeah, you guys have the best seat in the house right here. Well, you know, it, it is kind of the best seat in the house. So. I might have to stay here four or five minutes. Well, but. I tell you, I, I, I have to thank uh, Aaron Flaker and Coach Porta and St. X for their hospitality. They they were gracious to let us come do this, so it's pretty exciting. All right, so we, so we battled back from a 3-0 count. Oh, oh. missed it. You got a pop-up, which is what you want. Come back to haunt him. We talked about that in the dugout oh, yeah. the other day, Jason. I forget is. what happened. Something happened during one of our we games. Had, we had that third out. It was it wasn't necessarily a pop up, but it was a it was a fly ball where actually a couple players could have got it and we dropped it. We well, did and, drop and it, and then that would have been the third out. Yeah, could have got out of the inning with zero runs. It, and, it and always bites you. Never fails. <laughs> Never fails. Come out and smoke the ball and score three on it. Bites you every time. Absolutely. So let's see what happens. See if we can battle back. Yep, work the walk. Well, now Brady's got some speed. He is a threat to steal here. Let's see if I see stolen bases. He's got six on the year. Um, he really doesn't have a great batting average as of right now. He's batting 238 for the year. You got a couple guys, this being one of them, who's hitting 552 for the year, Jason. 552. Uh, you heard that right. Yeah. That's amazing at this level. <laughs> Isn't it? It's elite competition yes, in high school. Yeah. But I tell you, you mentioned the – the place to be tonight, the atmosphere, the campus here, yeah. everything is just It's great. awesome. It's 
it's a little bit different than what I'm used to. Too. Oh, I, 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 yeah, and Jason's a Spencer County guy out there. Yep, yep. So Corbin Dickerson's up the bat. Corbin is signed to play for the University of Louisville. So if you're a card fan, you should see him in the uh, the red, white, and black here soon. Well, if he you, doesn't get drafted. If he doesn't get drafted. And listen, there's a lot of talk about that, right? Yeah. Uh, Ooh, think, let's see. That's uh, trouble. He's got uh, speed. Safe. Oh, safe all around. Safe all around. Wow. Not the start you think Sanex would probably want here, right? But hey, hey, he got in there and he hit it hard. I mean, it just happened to be right at him, but he hit it hard. How many times do we what, talk about that? And then what happened? He, he didn't make a play because he hit yeah. it hard. Yeah, you, you just got to put the ball in play. Make the defense Absolutely. work, right? Yeah, if you're a pitcher, that's what you want. Let your defense try to make a play behind the behind you. Don't walk them. See, what? Well, the first, they put the guy, they gave a freebie, right? Yep. So I talked to Coach Arnold earlier today, and he said, look, if we have four errors and four walks, we're not going to win this game. So it's, it's all about eliminating the mistakes, making routine plays routine. That should have been a routine one. Yep. All right. We'll see what their mental uh, fortitude is here, because our uh, our twelve year olds don't seem to handle, <laughs> handle adversity very well. Is that well. the truth? You know, oh, Ooh, nice pitch. That's a heck of a curveball. That was a nice one. Yeah. Speaking of the middle part of the baseball yeah. game, I've been talking to Teague about it for yep. the last couple of days. Is it seems like our kids, they're all in a group. They're either all up. Or they're all down. All down, yeah. And uh, it doesn't take much to get them down. So, you know, we're trying to teach them to uh, get ready for the next play. That's get right. The last play and and just uh, do your best on that next play. Move forward. Matt Klein's up to bat. Matt Klein is also he's, he's a Louisville. Right? He's a Louisville commit. Um, another guy. He is hitting 550 for the year. That's not so too shabby. Good luck on number two and number three in that lineup, right? Yeah. Golly, and then I tell you, having two guys on base, you like that? You like those odds? Now, this is lefty on lefty, and he uh, that first pitch was a. I mean, I thought that curveball it was, was nasty straight for his head, and it dropped down right. It was nasty right in for a strike. That was you, nasty. You know, and Jason, this is something I'd love to get some opinions of the other travel ball coaches out there. We always talk about. Now, listen, he threw that first time we saw the curveball. Now he threw it lefty on lefty. Now we always talk about if you are a right-handed pitcher, you don't want to throw a curveball to a left-handed hitter because that's going to curve right into their wheelhouse, right? So we try to avoid that when we're calling pitches. Right, especially with the, the basic curve that our kids are throwing. Right. It's going to curve right in, and it's happened a couple of times. Right. So we try to avoid it. Now, ooh, we did it again. This guy here, ooh. this guy here can throw that curve any time he wants well, to do to anybody he wants to. Hey, you know, that was nasty right there. That was a nasty curveball there right. from start. Yeah. Paulo, seeing now Paul will be the starting pitcher tonight. He's what, committed to Bellarmine? Paul is a Bellarmine commit, correct? It's unbelievable the amount of college players that are playing in this in this tournament, or this game today. Now, Trinity's got two guys, right, that have, one of them's got five at-bats, and one of them's got seven at-bats, and both of them are D1 commits. And they don't even play this year. Isn't that like crazy? That's on the year? On the year. Wow. That's crazy. And it's just, you know, it's just that's the kind of talent. Touch hard, foul. hard to get on the field, even if you're talented. But you can tell the difference during warm-ups. And, and kudos to Rick Arnold because uh, I said he got a good wor workout out here. You know? When he was hitting the yeah, infield? Infield. <laughs> yeah. But the level of talent is is impressive. I mean, you, you, can, you can really distinguish the – the talent out here. Well, it's number one versus number two, so it ought to be pretty good here. 
400 feet to straightaway center, so Saint 375 number, to the corners. St. X is number one, right? St. X is, yeah, well, it Trinity's depends. has been one most of the year. Depends on where you look. Oh, I like that. He was trying to get him to run. Nice play. Nice play by third they base. Force the force lead runner. Cooper Smith was a nice play over there. Yep. You know, and that's what the good teams do. They, they started out rough, had two runners on, but that's where we got to teach our kids, Teague, is, hey, that's not the end of the world. Dig in, get the outs, get ready to bat. Well, especially when you got somebody can pitch on the mound, right? Just, right. just let your defense play. So Cooper Smith uh, looks like he's kind of an all-around player. He plays infield catcher. He pitches. He is committed to Troy University. Troy University. Actually, Troy's got a really good baseball program. Rick, you did some scouting, huh? Well, we uh, got the list. Uh, actually, Aaron Flaker hooked us up here. Oh, he, gave, he gave us some some stats and yeah, uh, he did a good I job. I've been here not knowing any of these. I, yeah. I knew one kid. I knew uh, Landon. Nathan. And Coach Arnold did the same. He gave me some some pre some pregame material here. Ty Stark on the mound. Boy, that's a big opposing guy on the mound. You know, six six. That's tough. You know, the arc that that ball comes down. Right. This is a release point so much higher than. A lot of people you're going to see. He just had a nice inside move there to try to get the second baseman. So this is something else we've been talking a lot about, Jason. So your shortstop is just kind of staying in position. Now, normally we have our short kind of in the back pocket of the guy on second base, and we have him run, and we call it a daylight play, and he runs to second if we want to try to pick there. They're not trying that at all. So they're holding only with their second baseman. Right. He's going in and out a little bit. Because they got a right-handed batter up. Right. You know, and I get that makes Absolutely. sense. And, and, I, and I would assume kind of the older you get. Now, obviously, we're coaching 12. And at 9, 10, 11, 12, it kind of makes sense to do what we're doing. But at, at this point, once you get into the high school age, I would think that that kind of makes sense to, to hold them with the second base. Now, I was at a Trinity game here not long ago. And you see where the umpire is in on this side of the defender, right? right? So he had a ball hit off his foot. And it actually ended up in the and defensively they got the ball and turned the double play. But because it hit the umpire and he was in front of the defensive player, it was a free base. So all the runners advanced. Right. You, you know, told me about that. I thought that was crazy. Yeah. It seems like yeah, a crazy rule. You just aim for the ump. <laughs> that's what that's what you said. Might as well aim for the ump and, um, and hit the ump. Aiden Ekin up to bat. But you have to, at the high school level here, you've got to leave that shortstop in the hole with the right-handed batter. Uh, and yeah, you would, you would think so, yeah. sure. All right, full, full count, two outs. Aiden is batting 315 runners, on the runners year. On the move. So you sh we should see the runners go here no matter what, right? Yep, definitely. So with a full count, so yeah, two uh, outs, you're running. Yeah, single in the gap might score that runner from first. He's got some speed. Corbin's definitely scoring. Yeah, that's a ton of speed there at second. So they should be taking off. Yeah, they're going. Immediately. Oh, oh close. Oh, Coach Arnold doesn't like it. Uh -oh. That was two inches from being a. <laughs> that was two runs. Yeah, two <laughs> runs. Nice hit. Almost. Yeah, this pitcher's pretty impressive, the, the the size for one, but he's got some good stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That ball's moving. All 
All right, here we go. So Ty Stark, he's uh, the RBI guy, Mark Stark. That's his son, right? That is his son. RBI. Yep. Head of RBI's organization. So I would assume he grew up kind of playing that RBI. And I tell you, man, I was looking at the Senex and the Trinity rosters. A lot of kids that played in that RBI organization are in the, on those teams. Base is loaded. Here we go. Yeah, base is loaded for uh, Robbie Reed. Big at bat here. <laughs> Real big at bat. Let's see what happens here with Robbie. Yeah, this is what it's all about, Teague. This stadium is packed. You got oh, it's, it's Senex. Standing room only. Trinity. Fantastic. It's, uh, I mean, you got great student sections. I mean, oh, yeah. brought out yeah. everybody. Oh, yeah. Got Alan Hennessy up there in the stands. We just did a video with them over at Trinity. One of the kids asked where the MLB scout section was. So. <laughs> it's right next to us. Oh, uh -oh it's a shot. Oh, right at, the, right at shortstop. Landon Akers. Well, how about that? Lead-off walk. Sure. They missed a little blooper right over the first baseman's head. Third you know, on a hard-hit ball. It's funny. <laughs> I tell you what's funny. If my son who plays first base would have missed that, oh, I would have been all up in him. <laughs> Can you, you don't realize how bad I would have been on my son if he missed oh, that yeah. one? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we work with you, play with you every weekend. Oh, we man. He would have been walking home. <laughs> but it happened. There would right? not have been a conversation going home. It would have been nothing but silence. <laughs> that would have been tough. All right, let's see what Polly Osteen can do here on the mound. Uh, as we commit, as we said, he's a Bellerman commit. It looks like Bellerman is going to kind of wait and see with him. Not sure if he's going to be a position player. He's a great outfielder and a great hitter, hitter, or if he's going to hit, if he's going to pitch as well. Might do both. Kind of a wait and see approach. He, I mean, he's got good stuff. It's just uh, tends to fall off the rails a little bit. Yep. He's he does have good stuff. stuff. He throws kind of high upper 80s as a fastball. He's got a really nice changeup as well. And I tell you, the thing that impresses me about Trinity more than anything is the kid behind the plate. He's an absolute leader. You will hear him the entire game barking orders, telling guys where to go. Uh, he is the general on the field, and it's, a, it's impressive to watch. And that's what you want out of a catcher, you know. You He's got to be the quarterback out there. He's right? got to be the quarterback out there. And, and he's, you know, he's, I tell you, I've seen him say, hey, shake it off. I've seen um, this is where we're going. It's, it's unbelievable how he directs traffic out there. High IQ player will be a stud at Louisville. Hey, if he's anything like the last catcher that came from Trinity, went to Louisville, was Ben Mexinger. Okay. Ben was okay. He's doing all right right now. Yeah, just, just okay. He's doing okay at, at the D1 level. So I got some um, some ideas for warm up before the game. Well, good. It, it looked they were pretty structured out there. I watched Trinity warm up, and uh, you know that's one of the things reasons you come to these games. You, you kind of see how the uh, the big boys do it, right? right? And right. then you try to, to incorporate that away. in. Yeah. Try to take something away from it. So Landon Acres is up to bat. Landon is batting 300 on the year. Landon's little brother Mason plays for the J-Town Strike. He's in a 12U our kid. Yeah, 12U yeah. in our in our age division. I would assume Mason's a Saint X kid. We'll see. As you never know. Say, uh, they're not committing anywhere yet. So. Landon is committed where? I know he's committed somewhere. He's right? uh, committed to Bellarmine. Bellarmine. So they have a lot of Bellarmine, Bellarmine kids on this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
We're going to join forces in a few years. Bellman's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have, honestly really don't know. I know that Rick Arnold's son, AJ, plays for Bellman right now. I don't know how good they are or aren't, but that's going to uh, be impressive. I think I saw something on Twitter about Bellman. They've got the leading... It might have been home run hit. They got somebody who's leading something in some kind of oh, stat. Oh, Higgins. Matt Higgins. Yeah, yeah, Higgins. Hey, he's a Trinity grad. Okay. He's doing something amazing. I, I can't remember. I can't exactly remember what it is. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a Trinity grad. I, 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 Rick said uh, he's tearing it he up. falls out of bed and hits. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good problem to have. It right? is. Wow, but, that looked like a good pitch there. Yeah, a little high. Both teams start with the leadoff walk here. Walking the kind of the, the the guy you don't want to walk your your speed. Right. So here's Cooper Smith. Talked about him playing third base. Cooper got any college interest? Uh, he's Troy. Troy University. Oh, that's the Troy University. Yep. Cooper is hitting 481 on the year. He's got their high, highest batting average, but that's incredible. I mean, at this level, that is uh, amazing. The amount of hand-eye coordination, the amount of contact you got to make there is pretty great. You know they. They face the best pitching every night, and it's not. Um, yeah, even the, even the not even the top tier team, you know, not even one and two, you, but you know, like Mail and Ballard, they're saving their best for oh these yeah. teams. Oh yeah, you're you're getting you're, you're getting everybody's ace. You're getting everybody's ace. You're everybody's Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. So everybody Jason wants to beat Saint X and Trinity. Watch him lead off here. I really like how he's leading off. So he's one, two, shuffle, shuffle, exactly what we teach, right? And once once Paul comes set here. He'll take his secondary. Nice. That's textbook. That's exactly what we teach. And, um, you know, some of the kids on our team are, are getting there. Some yeah. are still a little little timid, you know, afraid to get um, well, off. But. You know, and some of our kids can kind of get by with their athleticism right now. But once you right. get to a certain point, you've got to be able to do the textbook type things. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're going to progress. Yeah, stay in there. Nice block by Klein. And, that, and that's what we're trying to teach them at this young age, 12 U. We're, we're trying to do the right technique over and over. You know, eventually they'll, uh, they'll get the hang of it. I'm not sure I had the video in the right spot there, but they were showing our ugly faces, but now I've got it corrected. <laughs> well, you definitely don't want me. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't miss much. You missed, you missed a, walk, a walk and a couple pass balls, but. Osteen delivers. Oh. Yeah, this is exactly what Coach Arnold was worried about. He was hoping that, that Paul would come out and get off to a good quick start. Man, I saw a couple of those pitches. They look they they were close. like strikes. They were close, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I'm right behind the plate, and that, I don't know. I think he was close. Jacob Bennett. Jacob Bennett's hitting 493 on the season. Yeah, he's going to lead in. He's leading the team in home runs. He has seven on the year. He has signed with San Jacinto College. Am I saying that right? I'm probably pronouncing that. All right. Well, good enough. He's he's a nice home run threat. Actually, out of anybody in this game, he's got more home runs on the year. He's their catcher. He's he's a good player. Big redheaded kid. He's got some pop. Big strong kid, man. He's good old one. He's, he's built. He's pretty thick. <laughs> he is. He's built. I really, I mean. I, I like his swagger up there, too. He's bouncing around. Got the you know, wagon. I'm glad you brought that up, Rick. Mm. 
that's something that we kind of preached this past weekend is, is look, make the pitcher fear you. Go up there with some swag. Go up there with no fear in your eyes. If you go up there and it looks like, hey, this guy's going to be easy to strike out, you might, you probably will be. Go up there just ready to dominate. Yeah, you sent out a good video on that. Yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's about having that swagger. It's about having that, that confidence in yourself. And, and honestly, man, it plays your advantage. Yeah. He's taking some cuts. Two big cuts. Now, all right, what's your all's opinion at this point right now? Those were two home run swings, okay? Uh, he's got to he's got to choke up and he's got to he's got he's got to move the runners here, right? Now. Right. This is this is a different swing at this point, it's in my opinion. Be. Absolutely. I mean, he's got to you know, look at him. Where he's does his hands up. go? Yep. Look, yep. he's choked up. No outs. You got to move those runners around. His hands went up on the bat. Yep. So you got a good two inches below his look hand now. He's, he's up on the he plate. He's on the line. He's yeah. just trying to make yeah. contact at this he point. Put something on the ground. And that's what he did through the gap. Going to score one. Hey, that's that's a good piece of hitting right there. One out of out of a batter. That's you know he took two good cuts. He didn't get it. He scooted up to the plate, choked up on the bat, put the ball in play, and scored a run. What a great piece of hitting right there. That was that was that's impressive. Yeah, I mean you know again look these are all top top end guys right college players. You would expect that out of that, but I tell you that was impressive. The confidence in those two swings, even the misses were really good swings. Oh yeah. I'm, hope, I'm hoping our kids are watching. I told them, don't run around, watch the game. Well, amen. I, I agree with that because so many times you get these kids this age, they're not paying attention. But, man, you can pick up so much here just by paying attention. Well, and, and that's the thing we preached in practice uh, the other night, Rick. You made a good, right. you made a good point there. Um, paying attention to the game, even when you're not involved, you can pick up on just little things like the pitcher's moves, uh, the you know, different things. Just being involved is, is key to success, and especially all the, all at this age players, group. I mean, you look on the sideline or look in the dugouts, every single one of them's up on the fence. Now, unless you're hurt or something like that or, you know. Right. But they're all they're all up on the fence. They're all involved in the game. They're watching every pitch. And, and it's not just because at this level, it's not just because it's saying screen. They do that every game. Right. It's right. Right. It is expected. I mean, and listen, you're not going to play. You're not cracking this lineup of this top ten if you're not doing that, right? Yeah, if you're right. sitting on the bench, just you know, looking at your phone or something like that, you know, that ain't gonna yeah, happen. You're, you're not, you're not cracking it if not. You know, a perfect example that I use with Landon is a lot of times we get 0-2 on on the batter, and, and everybody says the curve's coming next. Yep. Well, pay attention, and you'll know if it's coming next because if you pay attention to the pitcher, you know if, if that's his go-to pitch on the 0-2. I, you know, I saw somebody, if you do enough scouting on this stuff, and, and, and if, if the guy's going to throw a curveball once to every batter, wait for it. Right. Yeah, Look right. for it's it. Coming. Look for it and then and knock it out of the park. Right. Right. We got one player that uh, I think he waits for it, and he, he does, doesn't, pitch, he? doesn't he? <laughs> he? Go Kane and loves some curveball. Yeah, he does, and he's jacked a couple of those We probably balls. should not be telling people this right now because any of our opponents I that are know. listening are not going to throw Kane and some curveballs anymore. <laughs> you but need to edit that out. I should edit that out. <laughs> All right, let's see. Can they turn two here? No. Nope. He's going to go with one. Got nice play. Too slow. Yeah. Nice play by Robbie with a nice little sidearm. Hey, you know, move the runners over. That's something that they practice. Um, they practice that different arm slot. Right. So, you know, it's one of those things where they really practice throwing from that lower spot because a lot of times on the run, that's the easier way to do it. Hey, you, have to, you don't have time right. to stop, collect yourself, 
then make an overhand throw or a you know, three-quarter slope. you got to throw on the run, and that sidearm's a lot more accurate than trying to go over top. All right, who we got up to bat here, Rick? Oh, gosh, where are we at here? Uh, John Paul Giardina. No, I think – oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Paul Giardina, center fielder. Oh, shot. The shot. Double. Double down the line. Left field. Score two. Three-nothing St. X. Well, that's the start you want if you're saying next. Now, how okay. long do you how long do you stick with Osteen at this point? I don't know. I, I can't see the bullpen they gave me up throwing. It doesn't look like it. Do you roll with him? Do you just do you just say, all right, well, you know, listen, it's a regular season game. This isn't a good day, lose and go home. Well, I don't know. He's going to talk to him. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Well, you don't want this game to – it's a rivalry game. You don't want to get it out of hand. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's – heck, Three one out. Nothing. Yeah. Three nothing already. You got to do that. It's funny. Oh, they pulled him already. Mm -hmm. Wow. Where are they going? Tenza. Uh, Nate Tenza. Let's see what Nate Tenza's pitching stats are here. You know, one thing that immediately sticks out watching this game is every one of these kids have got speed running the bases. I mean, it's it's uh, it's amazing to see some of these athletes out here. Nate's only pitched nine innings. Um, he's got five strikeouts. He's got a 1.45 ERA. I don't know that he's got a ton of velocity, but Nate will mix some up, some junk. I'll throw you some curves, sliders, breaking, sinkers. He'll, he'll junk it up on you. Man, interesting start here. Yeah, absolutely. Not the start you want as a, as, as, as a team that's uh, – Supposed to be the number one team, and I guess look, the, the, it depends on what poll you're looking at, right, Rick? So well, I saw the, one today that had St. X number one. That was the PBR, right? Uh, I don't know. I think that was PBRs. I think that there's a there's a state one that has Trinity number one. It just depends on what you're looking at. It's, records are somewhat similar. Uh, let me see here. I've got that somewhere in my mound of papers here. Seems like they play about the same level of competition. So. There's well, some schools from Illinois that come down here and they, and they come they play, play both, both of them, of them yep. while they're here, you know, make the most of it. And that makes sense. I mean, let's see. So St. X is, well, it doesn't tell me. They've got 20 and 5, I think, and Trinity is 19 and 2. You told me St. X lost last night, didn't you? They did. Frederick Douglass? They did. 4 to 8. So this is a bounce-back game for them. It is a bounce-back game. So, uh, you know, Trinity's trying to do everything they can to stop the uh, the bleeding right now. Do you guys like the move, pulling him in the first inning here? Well, I mean, Rick knows him better than anybody. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you know, other than that first batter walk, you know, four-pitch walk to start the game, uh, I thought he was doing okay. They just hit, They just had some really good hits. Yeah, you know, I, I would tend to agree with you here. Let me put it back on the game here. See what I'm saying? Nate's got a he, – he really makes that ball break. Yeah, yeah. And that ball was almost in the dirt, and it was a strike. <laughs> so my son's working on a pitch right now called a gangster curve. Y'all ever heard of that? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you hold the – <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to ask him. He, he can tell you. So basically you hold it with your middle finger and your palm. And then you just flip it, and then when you're done, you just point your fingers like a gun. Uh, okay. That's why it's called the gangster curve. And apparently it just breaks the bottom out of it. 
Yeah, last week, what was it? The knuckle curve? Knuckle curve. Throwing, so. Yeah, they actually, we had a couple kids throw that in, the, in some games. It worked, believe it or not. We had a uh, great Saturday, Jason, and then a really rough. Picked them off. Oh, dropped it. They had him. They did have him. Yeah, that's what I was kind had of. Had on that spin move that we do. Yeah. That's what I was kind of telling about the weekend. It was a tale of two days, you know. The, we had um, a great Saturday and a very bad Sunday. So. You know, and typically we're not very good on Saturdays, but really good on Sundays. Right. But, man, it was the opposite this past weekend. and. We uh, we got waxed on Sunday, and it's a it's a tough one to drop bounce back from. And we weren't as bad as we looked, but everything went their way. Every bounce, every call, everything that could have gone against us went against us. It did. Couple really bad calls that you know that's part of baseball, and and we try to teach our kids that's part of baseball, but they get so upset. We should have been out of that first inning with zero outs, because of a really 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 bad call. We they ended up scoring four or three or something. They scored three. It's just like this game. They, they scored three, and I'm interested to see that Trinity bounced back. See how Trinity back. walks off the field. Cause yeah, because our kids were done yeah. after that first inning. Yeah, they and walk off the field like somebody killed their puppy. Yeah, and, it, and that's why I've been preaching all week mental toughness. Um, we got to just, you know, the day before we scored five runs in the first inning and five runs in the second inning. You know, it's yeah, three runs is nothing in, in, right. with our bats, but – it just seems like the mental aspect that they get down and it's hard to give them get them back up sometimes. Oh, so Rick's walking here to talk to the ump. Uh-oh. Is he getting tossed already? Interesting. What do you think he's upset about? Uh, I'm not sure. He's pointing at somebody. Oh, uh, maybe. So there's a big line of students. It looks like. Uh, up along the fence of the third baseline. Okay. That, that looks like that's where he's pointing. Now, I, you know, I, I can't hear anything or know what they're doing, but it seems like they might be doing something to distract the pitcher or fielder. You got two of the best here in Coach Arnold and Coach Porta. Now, I, you know, I don't know what is and isn't allowed. I mean, they're obviously allowed to cheer and do whatever. You think maybe they're trying to shine something on him? I, again, I don't know. You know, there's there's certain things you can't do. Uh, so maybe they're doing something. You know, it's funny, and I love the atmosphere. But, but you got you got the two student sections. <laughs> Boy, they're letting them hear it over here on the St. X student section. They are. They are. Coach Porter's trying to figure out what the issue is over here. Maybe it's just a tactic to slow the game down. Might be. <laughs> Might be. Let's see if we get a strikeout here. Yeah, then you applaud Rick. You know, it's funny you say that. Um, I was at the Trinity Bowling Green game, and the Bowling Green head coach walked out to the mound. He wasn't pulling his pitcher, but he walked out to the mound absolutely as slow as he could possibly walk out there and then back. I mean, it literally took forever <laughs> for him to get out there and back, and everybody was yelling at him, but it was just a tactic. Sometimes that's all it takes. Slow yeah. it down a little bit and take a deep breath and uh, go again. All right, so you got a right-handed batter. Second base is kind of doing the same thing that, that yeah, they, we were just they, talking about. They picked to him twice already. Now, the, the the one time they had him, he just dropped it. Oh. A little high. Let's go. Strike four. Three, two. We heard strike four from one of the fans <laughs> behind us. Uh, this ump doesn't like the high strike. He doesn't. Well, I, well. From what I can see. There's been a couple high high ones right over the plate that he has called balls. Right. 
you know, and it's so tough. Rick, you had made a comment on the way over here. And we got a little little grounder to the first base. Should be out number two. It is. Yep. You made a comment on the way over here that they had canceled the freshman JV games because of a lack of umpires. How about that? Yeah, they were supposed to play last night. Uh, you know, I saw a, a little pop-up on Twitter saying the game was canceled due to lack of umpires. How so, about that? Hmm. Isn't that crazy, know. Jason? I mean, that, that's just one of those things where I don't know if – because it was freshman and JV, so I don't know if, obviously, I, I would believe that, you know, you get the umps for the varsity first, and then it trickles down. But, you know, I don't, I don't know what happened there. Maybe, you know, maybe a bunch of them got sick. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. But I tell you, man, but these, these umps get berated. It's going to be a problem. It, it already is a problem, but it's going to continue to be a problem if we keep treating these umpires like yep. garbage. Yep, you're right. Who wants to put up with that? <laughs> you know, it's a tough job, I can tell you that. A lot of them do it because they love baseball. They're not necessarily doing it for the money. They get paid okay you know, for, for the amount of you know, hours and all that, but they do it because they love the game. They don't love to be yelled at. No, you can't. Rated. So, so in our game this past weekend, this is Saturday, um, actually, it was my son up the bat. He foul tipped it. We got a grounder up the middle. Tough play. Safe. RBI. That was deep in the hole. It was going to be a tough one. Well, I tell you, if there's any team, though, in the state of Kentucky that can battle back from an 0-4 deficit, it is Trinity. They got some, they got some firepower. I agree. Back what I was saying, so my son foul tipped it. The catcher it hit the catcher's glove, but then fell on the ground. Well, this guy behind the plate was going crazy yelling at this umpire, saying he should be out, should be out. And I'm like, dude, it was a foul tip. He must it, not have known it tipped it. I, it. Well, no, he knew. He thought the catcher caught it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was a young umpire, too. It was. And I was like, look, man, I mean, you just can't scream at these. It's one thing if you're a coach and you want to talk about a call. I understand that. It's a totally different thing when you're just berating them as a fan. Well, and, and again, we only had one ump. One. One. And, and why is that? An ump charge. Yep. Because yep. nobody wants to put up with that. <laughs> we, and well, we were lucky to have one. And the one up, the we one up we had, one. he was he got sick he before got the sick. game. He couldn't do uh, it. Well. So they had to pull an ump off another field, which gave that field one ump. So, I mean, we're all struggling with umpires. So let's try to treat them. Treat them a little better, you know. They're only human. They're they're doing the best they can. Agreed, Rick. Be well, nice. Well, Jason, I, I can't thank you enough for getting us started here in inning number one. Um, we're going to let you go up to the stands here and enjoy the game a little bit. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yep. Um, it's It's been great uh, the last couple of years coaching with you guys and uh, look for uh, even more success over the next few years. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Thanks. James, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going well. Thanks for joining us. I feel like we were just together. Yeah, we were, yeah, man, you know, no <laughs> doing, doing, doing a little marketing. Boy, what about what an atmosphere, huh? Oh, man, this is great. And that's what you want when you have a rivalry like this. It's such a great rivalry with such long history and all these sports and everything that goes on. Mm -hmm. Good for the kids. You know, good for the parents, good for the families. This is exactly what you want to see. You know, I tell you, so I'm a St. X grad, 1998. 
And it, it's funny, like the brotherhood extends to St. X and Trinity once you get to a certain age, right? Absolutely. Once you once you become an alumni and you get out, it's uh, it's one of those things where it just kind of extends. So um, it's pretty cool, really. It's it's uh, it's a it's the city of Louisville's lucky to have such two great institutions. Absolutely. Even when I was walking in, I saw some guys that graduated last year from Trinity. I saw some guys that graduated 20 years from Trinity go from Trinity and, and they just all come back to support each other. Right. You know, like you said, that brotherhood, that camaraderie, and that's just special. You don't get that in every place. Nope, absolutely not. Hey, let's talk about Trinity here a little bit. Sure. So um, obviously they've got a special team. Now we're down 4-0 here, but the defending state champions. Yep. Um, you know, talk to us a little bit about the admissions thing. So if you are a, a kid that's seventh or eighth grade and you're interested in going to one of these schools and playing baseball, what's the process? The biggest thing, I think, that for, for students, I think it's that shadow day. Yep. You know, and we're kind of coming up to the end of those shadow days. You know, once we get to May, our students and our teachers start to shift into finals mode. We get into graduation. We start to put the focus, you know, on those seniors who are graduating. Right. And then ramping up things for students to finish strong academically, our right. students. But we have another week or so of, of shadowing for seventh graders on campus. And then once school starts and things settle in towards the end of, August, early September, then eighth graders start to come and shadow. Okay, okay. And that gives them that real life, you know, kind of really seeing what it's like to be a Trinity student for the day. When you go shadow, what does your day look like? So they come in and they will make, be matched up. We'll have some upperclassmen there that will meet them at the door, welcome them, greet them, you know, make sure they feel comfortable. We'll have a freshman host that will meet them. Okay. They'll get breakfast, which uh, will give them just to kind of help settle things in. Sure. And then we'll match them up based on their preferences. So they if they know somebody, they could, right. they, okay. So right. based if on they, their interests, like, I'm into science. So correct. you're going to hook them up with the science guy. Exactly. And that's what <laughs> the <laughs> science guy. <laughs> yeah, the, the more information the, the parents, the guardians, loved ones can give us, okay. the more personalized we can make that visit. Now, now what if you... Uh, what if your best friend's kid goes to Trinity and you're like, he wants to shadow him? Can you do that too? Absolutely. You, the biggest thing for me is I want them to feel comfortable when they come on campus. You know, because if they're comfortable, they're going to enjoy it more. They're going to be more relaxed. They're going to take it all in. If they come and shadow a friend the first time, and maybe wasn't the right fit academically, we could always do a second one and then personalize it academically or athletically or club or activity. So I tell them, you know, if you come once, come three times. It's okay. So, so you can shadow, let's say, an unlimited amount of times? Absolutely. And not just for another free lunch. You know, <laughs> right. Come, come back and you <laughs> get a different experience. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they like the T-shirts. They like the lunch. They like the, the breakfast. But we want them to have that whole experience to feel comfortable with things. Oh, wow. Got a, uh, a nice strike out there. But I tell you what, man, this kid is throwing some gas up on the mound. Ty Stark is a special arm. He thought he got a walk, but I, I had a pretty good angle from right behind the plate. That, that thing got the corner. That looked like a strike to me. Now, James, it looks like there's a lot of construction going on on campus. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing over there at Trinity. It's a great time to be at Trinity and to be coming into Trinity. Right now, we're in the middle of 15 projects that were all somewhat in different stages. Some are finished, some are in progress, some will get started. The large majority, if not all of them, will be done before the start of school. Okay. Um, the great thing is they're all student-centered. You know, for example, there's gonna be two new learning centers that are gonna be flexible learning spaces for our students. Okay. There's gonna be a new welcome center for nice. prospective students and families. 
And that's going to be where the current uh, campus store is, correct? Correct, correct. That's going in where the campus store is. The campus store and athletic offices are moving spaces to allow for easier access for guests. Gotcha. So they can kind of get in and out. Um, the business office is being remodeled so that families, when they come on campus to, to access that, can get there easier and have more easy access to it. Um, there's some things that are going on, like uh, the biggest one, the biggest buzz is there's a new video board that's going up. Yeah. You know, in the stadium, yeah. you guys were there today. We're it's going to be like a college. Today. It's going to be really cool. We're you know, and everybody's everybody's excited. We're replacing the turf. There is a there's a long list of things. Everybody's excited about the video board because they're sure. thinking, ah, oh, replays, replays. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what we're excited about is there's already 20 of our students that have volunteered to be a part of the game day productions. How cool is that? And that's going to be a real world experience. Well, Ty Stark takes care of the uh, one, two, three of the Trinity Rocks there in the top of the second inning. Yeah, he, uh, he looks pretty good on he, the mound. He is. Yeah, I, I do think he's their number one arm, Rick. And I tell you, that's um, that makes sense. it does. And it's all about pitching at this level. And, you know, Trinity can hit. Now, again, if anybody can come out and dig themselves out of this hole, it's certainly Trinity. Mm -hmm. They've got some firepower here. Nate Tenza will come back out for the bottom of the second. Now, how well do you know some of these guys here, JT? I, you know, I know the large majority of them, you know, because I've been in the position long enough that I've kind of seen a lot of these cycles come in and, and come through. So at one point, you know, I've spent time with each of these guys or each of these families, you know, and built some pretty solid relationships. Some of them, like Nate, his brother has graduated. His dad's really involved at Trinity. His mom's really involved at Trinity. So there's some there's some pretty deep connections with these guys. Gotcha. Makes sense. Now, you know, I tell you, it's 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 special kids too, really. Yeah. I mean, it really is, and it's kind of top to bottom. But a lot of special kids. Yep. And yep. we're we're a baseball you know centric podcast. So if I've got a kid who's interested in playing you know at the next level, playing for Trinity and going to school at Trinity. Mm -hmm. um, how, how do you know that, and how how does that filter to the coach, or you know, do they get any kind of kind of visit, or uh, go look at the field if they haven't seen it already, or go look at the facilities? Is there any is there any close attention to athletics when they come on? Uh, absolutely. Like I said, the personalization goes to whatever level that family really really is interested in. You know, you mentioned science. If they're into STEM and those things, then we'll make sure those connections are made. If they could tell us that they're interested in baseball, Coach Arnold's great. He will come by campus to see them, take them to the stadium, talk to them, have those conversations. Just just if they say they're That's interested. Great. Yeah, exactly. You know, Interesting. Um, and he knows and his staff know, and they've got, you know, feelers out to all in the community. They're really, really into, you know, that whole process. And, you know, the whole thing that Coach Arnold will say is, listen, we want these families to come to Trinity. Right. Right. You know, and if the baseball thing works out, then great. That's a, that's a win-win for everybody. Right. Um, you know, and that's that's the thing. We're, we're all on the same page. We want the best for, for every single student, every single family that, that are interested in Trinity. Makes sense. Makes sense, man. And I tell you, if, if you were a part of that baseball season last year, that was a special situation. Ooh, a little bloop single. Jack Thompson gets on. Yeah, they, they were an awesome group last year. Those kids and those families. Well, you know, when you got when you got one of the best players in the country. Yes. 
makes a big difference. And I tell you what, he was a special kid. Dalen Lyle is something else. And Dalen was actually on our podcast um, doing really well in rookie ball right now for the Washington Nationals. So Dalen's a special guy. You know, I just, I actually, on my way over here, uh, someone tapped me on the shoulder and it was Dalen's dad. Ah. And he gave me a big hug. And I said, man, how is Dalen doing? Because he just had some surgery. Right. He's recovering. The, the, the memory that I will have, the lasting memory that I'll have of Dalen Lyle is the day after they won the state championship, I go to see Coach Arnold and his staff because they're having baseball camp. And there's Dalen Lyle out in the outfield working the baseball with camp. 10 third and fourth graders right. all around him he's sitting on a bucket shagging fly balls doing all this after he's already graduated after he's already after graduated he's, he's got a state championship he's drafted and i walk up to him and i said man i am so proud of you and he just said yeah no problem you says know? a lot about his character Absolutely. oh he's something else him and ethan hodge oh, another yeah. guy that's a yep. xavier he was in yeah. the batting cage how's he doing at xavier he's doing awesome i talked to his parents a lot he's a great basketball player too great basketball two sport guy uh -huh. played two sports for mm -hmm. all four years has has a state championship in both sports there's not many guys that can say that you know that's 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 pretty hard to do in kentucky nice uh, double play there yep and, and ethan's up at xavier doing great put on a bunch of weight he's doing great um athlete man that kid's an athlete two two great kids those he could probably play kids. basketball for xavier quite honestly i mean those are two kids that, that those are the type of kids that we love to have at trinity so chase armstrong over there just did the splits when he caught sure that ball did. first base how important is that rick to be able to do the splits at first base <laughs> that's pretty daggone athletic <laughs> that, was, that was impressive wasn't it if i, did, if I happened to even get down <laughs> on the splits i don't think i'd be able to get back up no <laughs> yeah that, that was uh that was impressive all right, who do we got up here for St. Axe? That's their two batter, Cooper Smith. Landon Akers just grounded into a double play. Okay. Well-turned double play by Trinity's defense. Cooper Smith, again, is hitting 481 on the year. Does not have any home runs, but he's got seven doubles and seven triples. Yeah, so, Tens uh, is working that curveball. Well, I told you, he, seeing, he's going to throw you some junk. Seeing about 75%. He's not going to throw it past you yeah. if you know the if the fastball's coming, but he is going to he's going to throw those curveballs for strikes. Again, another great curveball. JT, how long have you been at Trinity? I think this is going on 17 years. 17 years. Uh, yes. Yeah, I can't believe it. I have to think about it every once in a while. But I've been here you know, and I tell you, man, it, it really seems like a family affair over there. Every time I see get there, I feel like, oh, well, there, there's another Saxton. Or there's, you know, it's, it's everybody's just so, or another Mullins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really, I mean, it, it really, it's, it's, it seems like a, a very family-oriented atmosphere. It, it really is. You know, when I'm, I, I'm not from here. I wasn't blessed to be able to go to a school like Trinity or St. X. I moved down here for when I was kind of younger, um, okay. I never thought I'd be here for this long. Yeah. You know, it was kind of one of those things. I was younger and looking for a job and, you know, willing to, to kind of move wherever. And it was just a place that I was able to continue to grow, just like our students do. And that's a great place to be. And like you said, it's such oh. a family place. There's the splits again. You got to ask Chase if he practices that. Jason. I will. I'm going to have to track <laughs> him down tomorrow. That's a stretch, man. That's impressive. James, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Um, that second inning went pretty quick, but, you know, it, it is what it is. So how, so how do people get a hold of uh, Trinity or you or yeah, what do absolutely. they need to do? Um, you can go to our website, trinityrocks.com. 893-ROCK um, is our main line, or they can contact me directly. My name is James Torr, Director of Admissions. 736-2120. I'd be happy to talk, walk any family through the process.
You know, the great thing about Trinity is each year when these new students come, they're arriving from 70 different schools all across Jefferson and the surrounding counties. So even if you didn't grow up in one of these families and kind of thinking, I'm going to a Catholic high school, one of these things, don't think it's out of a reach. Um, call and, and find out more and, and see what we can do to help your family. All right, James. JT, thank you so much. Thank we appreciate you your time. And I tell you guys, if you're interested in Trinity, give JT a call. He's the best. Um, you, you will certainly enjoy, if nothing else, you'll enjoy your shadow or your visit. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Hey, all head to GuardianBaseball.com to check out our amazing selection of batting helmets. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are live here at the St. X Trinity Baseball game, where St. X has a 4-0 lead over the Trinity Rocks. Uh-oh, Trinity might no, get it. Oh, what a play there by the right fielder, tracking that down. Nice. Well, our third, right, we our third inning guest is Mr. Jamie Tessoff. He is the Director of Operations for PBR Kentucky. What's up, Jamie? Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing Appreciate great, man. Me. Thank you for uh, jumping on. Tell us a little bit about what PBR Kentucky does. Uh, we provide a, we provide um, showcase events and things like that for the players to create profiles, and we get data and analytics on them, video, and uh, get them out to the colleges and MLB guys, and then uh, we follow up with colleges, as they call uh, myself and our state director, Chris Fuller. Now, is this something that you guys pick and choose who gets to be part of this, or do the players come to you? How does that work? Uh, we have some we have some events that are that are invite only that uh, you know top prospect games events and things like that. But sure. for the most part, uh, if somebody requests and, and and they come with a recommendation from uh, a high school coach or a, a summer program or something like that. We absolutely would love to have them out and create a profile for them and, and do whatever we can to uh, help them move on after high school. Awesome. How, how early are you uh, looking at these kids? Are you looking just at high school, you know, junior, senior? Are you getting the freshmen, or are you looking even younger than that? No, we, we, you know, we focus mainly on, on high school kids, but we also have a couple of events every year. Uh, we do a thing uh, called the Futures Games down in uh, Cartersville, Georgia. It's a national event. It's uh it's attended by about 350 uh, Division One baseball coaches every year. Um, along with that, they have a Junior Futures Games for you know the seventh grade, seventh graders and eighth graders, and we'll create a couple of events each year so that way we can uh, get an idea on who we want to take down there and things like that. It's an extremely popular event, uh, and and we're happy to be a part of it. Okay. Now, JT, tell us a little bit about what we're watching here from a pitching standpoint. So this is a big kid, right, Ty Stark, and he just faced Corbin Dickerson, who's another one that I'm sure you know super well. So talk to us a little bit about the talent on the field here. <laughs> well, uh, I, I probably don't have enough time in the day to okay. sit here and talk about what's running around out here tonight. Uh, let's start with Ty Stark yeah. on the mound. Uh, 6'6", probably a little taller than 6'6 now. He continues to grow, get taller, high waist, long arms. Uh, starting to really get it figured out, showing some repeatable mechanics. He certainly... Uh, gonna gonna be a power five arm at the next level and uh you know who knows someday you know he fits the profile of, of, of being a pro guy um you know at, at some point um what's his velocity hitting do you know what he's he's maxing out at uh he's a tick down today from what we normally have him at he's sitting around 83 86 today oh, okay uh you know but it, he's what, got a wicked curveball <laughs> yeah, <this> yeah <laughs> it's it's uh it's kind of breaking well it's kind of like bugs bunny isn't it uh you know, he, 
the, the thing that makes Ty Stark so, so tough to get barreled up uh, if, if you're a hitter, he has so much run on his fastball, mm-hmm. horizontal movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had him in Tennessee at the border battle uh, this last year with Team Kentucky playing Team Tennessee, and he, his ball was running 22 inches. And you can see it. So we're right behind the plate. And, JT, that ball just went, woo. I mean, it, it really had some run there on his fastball. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really something special to watch. And, and when he's dialed in like it, like it looks like he is tonight, uh, you know, hits are going to be at a premium. There's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, now, is this a, is, can this kid go the distance? Uh, Ty, yeah. You know, I mean, as you can tell, he's, you know, it's pretty efficient. He just moved through that inning in about, what, about 10 pitches. Yeah, that wasn't and, uh, much there. You can see, uh, you can see it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy out there. He's just flipping it up there tonight. Uh, it looks like he's feeling it with his battery mate, uh, you know, Jake Bennett back there. They, they do a good job with each other. They've known each other for a while. And Jake being a senior has, uh, has certainly improved his uh, defensive ability behind the plate. And looks to be like they're uh, they're dialed in pretty good this evening now, now what about the other side of the uh, field uh, fraternity so we, we saw an early hook uh, Paul Osteen you know yeah. I, was he struggling or was it just one of those you just got to make a change you know I, I, I'm not really sure I mean it was just such a small sample sample size I don't, I don't know if Paulie just maybe maybe didn't feel right this evening or something but we've seen him much better and he's been really good this year and it's unfortunate uh, it's unfortunate that happened uh, to, to Paulie, and, and you know I think Rick Rick probably uh, went out there and got him. You know he didn't want the game to get out of hand, and and he was just trying to, to stop it before it did. And and you know uh, you know it's his program, and, and that's uh, that was his decision. And uh, obviously they've had a great deal of success. So who who's to question Rick Arnold? Yeah, know? Amen. I mean he he's certainly one of the best, and, and so is Porta. I mean you got two Hall of Famers here in my opinion. I mean some great coaches. Uh, so, from a talent perspective here, JT, who, who's who's got the biggest ceiling? Who do you think maybe ha- has a major league potential in their bag? Uh, I think Corbin Dickerson certainly has a chance to be playing on television someday. Uh, he's he's ex- you know he's a five tool guy. Uh, he's going to continue to to gain added strength as he grows older and matures. And you know he's already got some present power in the bat. He's got a lot of whip to the barrel. Um, I, I think I think as he develops more physically and things like that, uh, I think we we definitely have a chance. I think Matt Klein behind the plate, uh, Louisville commit for yep. Trinity. I think Matt has a chance someday to uh, to do something really special as well on that end. And, and you know, Saint X has a couple of other guys themselves right, that right. Uh, probably has some potential. We mentioned uh, we mentioned Ty Stark. He's certainly got the frame. Absolutely. There's another one over there that's really interesting that continues to get better. Uh, uh, you know, Ben Tedesco. He's oh, a yeah. senior that's going to yeah. Gulf Coast State yeah. down in Florida. And, you know, he's 6'7", six, 6'7 seven, six, seven and a half. Uh, he's really starting to get them long levers synced up. Uh, the young man here at the plate, Jake Bennett, uh, San Jack commit down in Houston, uh, can really, really, really swing the bat. Yep. There's no doubt about that. And he had a great. We, we, were, we were talking about that first at bat. The at first bat. two swings were really good, kind of home run type cuts. And then he chokes up about two inches on his bat, and he, he had a nice ground ball through the gap. Just made just a great piece of hitting. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. He's matured a whole lot at the plate. And, uh, you know, the knock on Jake for the longest time was he was just really stiff behind the plate uh, receiving-wise, and he, he's starting to get that figured out. 
Shooty hit a home run the other night last week against Brother Rice over the 400 sign. That was a line drive. And, uh, wow. You know, he's extremely strong, powerful. Uh, young man coming up to the plate right now that's hitting cleanup that's not pitching tonight is another uh, Louisville commit, Jake Greger. Okay. Uh, sophomore, and, and we have, we've had Jake up to 94 on the track man uh, in February. Wow. Oh, he's a pitcher uh, as well. Yeah, he, yeah he's going to be a pitcher at the next level, and, I, and I'm, I'm certain that uh, – that the coaching staff over at Louisville, Roger Williams and, and Eric Snyder and, and Coach McDonald are excited to have him get on campus when they get him. Now, how close do you work with those guys? Do you work with some of these college coaches who are trying to get the right talent in? Uh, you know, I, I, I like to think I do. Um, you know, we, we speak regular. I speak to speak to them quite a bit. Right. Um, you know, they'll call and ask an opinion or, or, you know, a lot of times for players, I'll reach out to them if they're, if they're not high radar guys that we had just seen and things of that nature to, to, to get them on the boards, uh, you know, if you will, in the office. Because how important is it to get these local kids to stay local, you know, to go to the U of L's, the UK's? Uh, we, we saw there's a bunch of kids here going to Bellarmine. I mean, I, is that important? You know, I got I to gotta be honest with you. Personally, from a selfish standpoint, it's extremely important for me to keep keep the talent in Kentucky as, as much as I, I, you know, as much as I can by reaching out to the coaches and, and and everybody involved because you know it's it's way better financially for the kids um, to stay in state if you will and uh, and I, I I think if you guys ever ever spoke to any of these kids and the parents they'll tell you I'm an education first guy because uh, this game will end for them yep um, and and when it does I, I want them to be able to come up and find me ten years from now and thank me for for stressing that to them because. You know, in, in my opinion, that's the most important thing is, is you know, the education uh, for sure. JT, what's your background? My background, I, I played some in high school, and, you know, I, I played some JUCO ball down in Florida, uh, some Division One ball down in Florida as well. Okay. Uh, ran into some shoulder issues. I was, you know, just undersized right-handed pitcher that would, yep. you know, kind of have to grind things out to sure. get outs and things like sure. that. And, uh what you see is what you get. You know? I think we're kind of looking at one of those on the mound right now with Nate Tenza. That's kind of how he's pitching. You know, he's a little undersized, and he's just trying to get it done with some junk and some everything else. Yeah, Nate. Uh, Nate's a dog, man. He, uh, he he's one of them kind of guys that uh, that that a few years from now. Uh, uh oh. Close. Nice shot in the left field. Jardino almost got him one there, didn't he, boys? Sure did. Boarding track power there. Yeah, for sure. Tenza, Tenza's definitely a guy that'll pitch to contact, and he's not afraid to go after you as evidence right there. Now, I would assume, look, you got some big names here. Obviously, Gregor, obviously Dickerson. Stark, Dickerson, wow. Klein. Schweitzer is another kid that's committed to UofL. What do, you, what do you think about his potential? Oh, my goodness. It's off the charts. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm not in Coach McDonald and, and Coach Snyder and Coach Williams shoes trying to figure out if they want him to be a mound guy or you know a shortstop who knows the the way jake's built and as, as strong as he continues to get as he matures i mean I, I don't know the kid could end up at third base i don't know guys i i gotta be honest with you that's that's a little over my pay grade that kid's so athletic <laughs> he, he is he yeah he's he's so athletic and so talented well, he struggled a little bit with the bat this year yeah, I, you know, I, I think that's just growing pains. He start, you know, here's the other thing that that a lot of people, a lot of people out there might not understand, uh, is that when you're talking about two programs like this, and, and you know, you've got McCracken County and Paducah Tillman, 
Bowling Green and, and some of the other special programs in the state that are consistently right there fighting for state titles. A lot of people need to understand that these guys are seeing everybody's best punch. You know, and, and I think Jake, Jake's not used to seeing everybody's number one because everybody wants to take down Trinity. Everybody wants sure. to take down Sex, sure. you know. Um, and, and I think maybe maybe that could be a little bit of the problem, but uh, I don't anticipate it. He's just getting used to it. Yeah, I don't. I, right. I, yeah, I don't <laughs> think I don't think it's going to be uh, anything that's going to be sustained at all with regards to young Mr. Schweitzer. That's for sure. He's got a ton of confidence. He's got some swagger about him that you can't teach. Uh, you just are born with, and he, he's got that for right? sure. Just a sophomore. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> yeah, he he definitely has some swagger, and and I'll go ahead and say it as polite as I possibly can. Uh, I'm pretty close with his father, and I'll just say Jake gets it honestly. <laughs> no, no, okay, there you go, there you go. Now, JT, how how important is that though? I mean, isn't it important to have a little bit of that moxie? I gotta tell you, I I, I love it. You know, I'm I'm not a big. Uh, you know, I'm not a big bad flip guy or a guy that likes to see a lot of chirping and things like that. But the game, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an old man now, so the game's, the game's different now. So it is what it is. But, uh, man, I tell you right now, like, like Stark out here on the mound, you know, when he comes off the mound, I mean, I mean, he's, you know, his chest's out. He's oh, yeah. ready to go. It's like Schweitzer when he's he rolling. Is. You know, KD, you know, Dickerson, you know, I love seeing that. I love seeing, uh, I like seeing confidence. Trinity fans don't like. Uh, well, actually, I guess it was Saint X fans. Strike? Oh, they did call it a strike. Oh, that was uh, a ball. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> looked a little outside. Spot. Yeah, that looked. I, so, JT, how many of these games do you make? <laughs> Too last, many. Last week, I said no. I, I have to tell you this now. I uh, I absolutely love this. Um, I would I wouldn't trade this for anything in the world. It's 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 my full time occupation. Um, you know. The, the high school season for me is like I don't want a day off. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. You know, my 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 boss literally he, he told me the other day that if I didn't take a day or two off that he was going to fire me. So, <laughs> How about um, that? <laughs> yeah, it, you know, and honestly, he's my best friend. So, uh, you know, I I I hope I can kind of take that with a grain of salt. Sure. But I don't, I don't want to test him too bad <laughs> right. on that, you know, to say the least. But I saw eight games last week. I'll see uh, in six days. I'll see. Uh, Three, four, seven. I'll see ten uh, this week um, from Wednesday to Monday. So, so you like clone yourself? Yeah. I've <laughs> seen multiple games. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I tell you what, I tell you what's really gratifying is, is like last week I got out to to Taylor County, you know, uh, Taylor County and Adair County. Earlier this year I went and watched Mason County and Rowan County. This last week, I was I was down in in Paducah and and watched Owensboro Catholic and Bowling Green and Davies County. You know, it, it's really gratifying when I can get to a place like Taylor County or to Rowan County to where it, it's a little more rural, and 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 they don't get a lot of publicity and things like that. So I try to make a note of it to to make sure they get some love because they deserve it. You know, try to touch you know every corner of the state a little bit. A hundred, a hundred percent. Are there other guys like you in Kentucky? Are there other, you know, uh, you know whatever for, you call them, scouts or? Well, know. Chris, you know, for PBR myself, we have, we have a couple of we have a couple of younger guys that uh, are actually one's a student manager at Center College, Carter Floyd, who, who does a great job for us. Uh, Carter Carter's finishing up his college season, and as soon as it's done, he'll be full time scouting 
for the next three or four weeks until the high school season's over. Um, last year, uh, last year, a young man named Noah Gayhart, uh, who's been on our staff for about three years. Uh, Noah has since moved on in, in the professional business, uh, but but Noah scouted a ton of games last year, and he's just great. He's a data and analytics guru, and he's the best in the business, no doubt about it. How do you guys come up with your rankings? We saw a PBR uh, state high school ranking today where it had St. X1, Trinity 2. How do you guys come up with those? Ugh, I tell you a lot right of work. now, I, I, you know, Chris Chris has been handling that uh, this year, and I know it's it's really, really trying for him to do it because it takes hours each Oh, week. it's got it's to. A, it's a three, four-hour process. Um, you know, and, and I do the best I can with my input, uh, you know, from telling him what I see sure. from certain games. But, but Chris has been handling a lot of that, and, and I've given some input. And, and I tell you right now, we feel awful because every time we put somebody at number one, they lose immediately. <laughs> you know, like, well. like X did last night, and, yeah. and so here we go. And, I mean, we've had, uh, you know, Paducah Tillman went in there, and, and poor Tillman lost three games in a row. They had a stomach bug, and I don't think anybody wants that spot, to be honest yeah, with you. I, I understand that. You got a target on your back. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who, who do you think's got the best shot to win the state this year? Who? Boy, you are putting me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I got to tell you, it's it's awful hard for me to go. Uh, being a former pitcher myself, I'm a I'm a pitching guy. And you got to have the pitching. I think pitching carries teams. I, think, I agree. Uh, I think for for me personally, I had uh, I know when we did our initial preseason poll, I had Saint X number one with okay. three or four of us on staff. Yep. Uh, with that pitching staff. Uh, there's another pitching staff that, that rivals St. X, and that's at Danville. Yep. Uh, Danville's really good with Logan Smothers, Brady Baxter, Sam Matherly, Brady Morse. Uh, I mean, they just run them out. Four D1 arms right there, just one right after another. Uh, I, but, man, Trinity, Trinity is basically a, a close to a small college lineup right. offensively. Yep. So, um, you know, when they're on – you know who knows, but for me this year, McCracken County is really good. Yeah. You know, with uh, Ross Aldridge, Louisville commit, Jack uh -huh. Bennett, uh, Western Kentucky commit, uh, big strong Eli James there, uncommitted 2024. Nate Lang, futures game guy for us. Uh, boys, he's cruising. Um, but but you know, Paducah Tillman, uh, you can never count them out. Them guys there. Uh, them guys there at Tillman, I think they just soon throw rocks at each other at the bus stop. Oh, you know, I guarantee uh, it. Yeah. There's some tough kids down oh, yeah. there. Uh, they're really good. Uh, Bowling Green uh, has Patrick Forbes uh, amongst some other young young players. And Dawson Hall, another big arm that's going to Western Kentucky. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll be. Uh, Man, not. you mentioned a lot here, JT. Uh, yes, who, sir. Who, who's throwing the heart? Who, who's got the fastest fastball in the state right now? Whew. I'm going to get to see Thomas Howard tomorrow night from Frederick Douglass. Thomas is a Louisville commit. Um, I know Evan Hart's been been up in the up 90, 91. Uh, is that is that what? So for a high school senior, what, what what do you? What's a big time number? If you see 91, is that pretty impressive? Yeah, 91 for a strike. 91 for a strike's really good if they, if they can locate uh, Rowan County Chase Alderman. Uh, was 90-92 in the fifth inning for me. 
two weeks ago. He was 88-90, and he got stronger in the as the game went on. Inning. In the fifth inning. Wow. Went on. 70 pitches into the game, he was 90 Just getting warmed up, right? He's uh, <laughs> 6'5", about 200 pounds, four-sport athlete in high school. Uh, wow. He's going to go to Eastern Kentucky and, and, and be a handful there when he concentrates just on baseball. Man. You know, and I guess, listen, these are some 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 arms that still are going to develop when they get into college. So if you're hitting those numbers, you probably got a pretty good shot of getting that thing up into the mid-90s, right? Yeah, I think we're going to have several guys, especially in this 24 class, and we've got some in the 25 class as well. Uh, the 24 class is, is, is really, really special with Gregor uh, and, and some of the other kids, Schweitzer. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, a young man just uh, went through some Tommy John surgery out of out of Boyd County. Uh, uh, 6'3", 230 pound right-hander Peyton Jackson. He's going to be a mid '90s guy. You hate uh, hearing that Tommy John in high school. Yeah, I absolutely. That's is a, that, how common is that? It's uh, it's it's probably more than norm anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what what medical technology has has been able to do for sure. Tell you what, Tenza just sits there and fills it up, doesn't he, guys? You know, I, I, I'm yeah. so impressed on uh, with his stuff. Again, he's not going to throw it past you. So, what do you think he's hitting as far as his fastball? Uh, he's 81, 83. 81 to 83. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, he's not going to again. He's not throwing it past you, but man, he can. He's just got some different pitches. And you like, and you said it. He's a dog, right? He's just he's going to battle. Yeah, he's a, he's a tough kid that's not willing to give in to anybody and. Uh, you know, I love it. I, I love watching him compete. I mean, it, he doesn't compete with each at bat. He competes each pitch. So we run a travel ball podcast here, JT, that gets a ton of listens from coaches and travel ball players kind of all over the all over the state, really all over the country. What would be your advice for some of the younger ages? So if you're a, a 10, 11, 12, um, and, and baseball is your passion, what's your advice if you want to be able to progress and potentially play college baseball one day? 10, 11, 12, yep. listen, listen to your parents, be a kid, play more than one sport. Play more than one sport? Play more than one Boy, sport. we hear when, that a when, lot. Man, when you're that age, when you're that age, you, you need to be a kid, you know, uh, go to church with your family, you know, spend time with your family. Uh, you know, parents, take their phones away. Um, let them be kids. Nice shot there. You know, and, and the, the thing that everybody needs to understand is this, that Baseball is a partial scholarship sport. There's 11.7 at, at the best D1 places in the country. For, which is which is crazy. It, it it is for 35, you know, 38 kids on a roster. You know, the you'll get more money you'll get more money uh, academically than you will baseball wise. And when you stack it together, it makes college really affordable for you and your family. How how crazy is the paid assistance at the college level? That might be the worst NCAA rule there is, correct? Because you get, like, what, one paid assistant? You get two. Two? Okay. And, and some schools don't even have two, but you, you get one. And, and I'm going to err on the side of caution here uh, and, and not really talk too much about the NCAA. <laughs> fair, fair uh, I, that makes um, sense. I, I, but, I can understand why you would do I'll that. I'll say this. It's, it's, uh, nice pickup sure there. Did, I'll say this. It's, it, it really is the 11.7 scholarships. Uh, and, 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 and listen, and – and I'll defend I'll defend the girls too the the young ladies too they uh, they 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 get uh, they get 
yeah. they don't get treated right either, in my opinion, yeah. uh, with the softball gals as well. But it, but to me, it's egregious that uh, that there's only two paid assistants, and 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 I think it's a disservice uh, disservice to the kids more so more so than than the universities and things like that because the kids aren't being seen the way they should be seen. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you that. I mean, it's um. It's crazy. So Chris Burke's a good friend of mine, friend of the show, has been on. <laughs> Love that guy. Oh, he's he's the best, isn't he? Chris is he fantastic. He is the best. There's he, no doubt about he's it. He's talked openly about that quite a bit, how just kind of ridiculous that rule is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I like when uh, when when Chris is doing a SEC game on, on Saturday. I was I was just with my wife and uh, last year, and, and, and her and I were sitting around, and I started, started texting Berkey during the game like that and she kind of let me have it a little bit saying you know that man actually works not like you I, I, he's not going to answer you and in between innings he sent me a thumbs up so i, I owe you one bark yeah so yeah he's, he's awesome guy man great great dude great hey a legend here at st x yep. one of the best players ever played at university of tennessee heck he might even be here well and i tell you i'm sure he is somewhere and i and i tell you he he, he, he would have had a heck of a pro career if it wasn't for a couple injuries yeah, I'll never forget the home run. That home run uh, in, still yeah, made the hair the on the back of my neck stand up still, you know, seeing a Kentucky kid do that. And, yeah, certainly certainly a good person and, and definitely a great ambassador for the game. There's no doubt about that. Jamie, last question. Um, what is an important event if you want to get noticed that you have to be playing in? If you're a sophomore or junior, you want to come and request an invite June 21st or June 28th, the 21st is at Eastern Kentucky University on their new playing surface, and uh, the 28th will be down at Western Kentucky University. If you are uh, a freshman, we will have an underclass games, and we will also have two Rising Stars events. Uh, those are those are can't miss events. Uh, can't miss events if, if if you'd like to get your player profile and and get a PBR number and, and things like that. We'd love to have you. Jamie, you've been fantastic. Thank you so much. I think our listeners got a ton out of this. We really appreciate your time. Guys, I appreciate you all having me on here. Thank you so much. Thank we'll you. take a quick break, hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Head to GuardianBaseball.com to check out the new Guardian Baseball cleats that will keep your athlete on the field and running fast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Kentucky Anna Travel Podcast. We are live at the St. X Trinity Baseball Game. St. X has a four to nothing lead. They put up four here in the first inning. It's been zeros ever since. Uh, Ty Stark has been lights out on the mound. We have a very special guest. Everybody knows who he is. Mr. Aaron Flaker is joining us now. What's up, Aaron? Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me tonight. Appreciate well, it. Aaron, thank you for the hospitality. This has been fantastic. The weather is absolutely perfect. The atmosphere is Fabulous. Baseball gave, weather right here. Oh, I tell you. The baseball the gods <laughs> took care of us today, didn't they? They did. And that's the talent on this field. And, and just oh, having Jamie crazy. just on was, was awesome. He broke down the talent for us, kind of told us where these guys stack up sure. and the whole PBR thing. It was it was pretty exciting. Yep. There's a lot of talent both sides. Both sides. So tell us a little about Ty Stark. So this kid is 6'6". Six, six. Uh, looks like he's throwing mid-80s today. Mm -hmm. I think he's been clocked maybe high 80s, maybe even better than that. Yep. Um, but he's uh, he's been dealing. Ooh, he's deep. got a shot it's here. Deep. Oh, got it. Oh, great catch by the left fielder. What a play. Wow. Deep in the gap. That's a deep gap, too, 375. Wow. Nice play by Ben Brunig there. Yeah, that was a nice poke there by, uh, I guess that was Schweitzer. Yep. yep. 
Swipes are there. So, Aaron, tell us. Yeah. Now, listen. So, we're we're a travel ball podcast, and this is something that you know well and dear. Tell us about you know your past experiences, kind of in the baseball world. Sure, sure. Well, tonight's fun for me. I know I'm wearing Saint X because that's I'm part of the player development program now. But look, there's great travel baseball players sure. on both sides of this sure. and I, sure. I tweeted today like this is exciting this is if you're a fan of baseball yeah you needed to be here tonight i mean that it doesn't get much better totally we know we talk about the weather but i'm talking about the talent yep from travel ball organizations all over not just louisville but some of these kids playing on national level teams and you can learn as a kid you can learn so much just oh, by coming absolutely. to this game and watching these just guys watch. just do their thing i tell my when i used to coach the younger guys they're all 15 now and i'm not coaching travel ball anymore but I used to say that all the time. You have to know what the next level looks like. Yep. And if you don't, what are you chasing? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, the, I mean, I've seen a ton of middle school and elementary school kids. And the freshman and JV squads for both teams. we got Trinity's, looks like freshman yep. over here. we got ours yep. over here. And, that's, right. and that's what it's about. That if, is what it's about. If you really care about baseball, just don't get giddy over let rivalries consume you and yeah. winning and losing. Like, this is a great development opportunity for these young kids out here today. You know, I tell you, I, I fight this argument all the time where you've got a lot of anti-travel ball, still people out, still out there. And I tell you, man, so I've got a friend of mine who, uh, he was a great athlete, played at South Oldham, was a great baseball player. His sons are 6'3", both built athletic kids. He was so anti-travel ball. I'm not going to do it. We're playing We're playing North Oldham Little League, and that's it. I tell you what, by the time his sons got to high school, they didn't have much of a shot because they weren't in they weren't in that competitive atmosphere. And unfortunately, it is what it is, right? Rec ball is just doesn't exist the way it used to exist. I, you know, I've, obviously that's all I played because yeah. I'm 50 years same, old and, same, same, and, same, and Legion same, ball in high school. Ball, yeah. Yeah. Legion ball was yeah. ish yeah. travel ball for the older kids, Correct. but there Correct. was no. I mean, it was Babe Ruth, Cal Ripken. Go to the regionals and then the you know the or little to make league the I guess. Team. Yeah, yeah. Make the all star team was travel ball. I was like, yeah, what travel ball? We right. get to play at a different park. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, travel. I mean, it is what it is. Travel is not going anywhere. It's just right. the, it's a just it's a monster, good and bad. Yeah. Monsters can be good or bad, yeah. and, and obviously there's you know faults in the travel ball system, which we could spin up three-hour show we on could. that. You we guys could. do that every week, right? Yeah, we do. We do. That's exactly <laughs> what this exists. <laughs> but but let's be honest. There, there's some elite talent on this field who have been challenged, not just around this region, but going to Atlanta and Lake Point or up to Grand Park in Indianapolis or, uh, you know, PG in Florida, like any of the tournaments on a regional to national level. All these kids have been on that scene and have benefited. They, it, It's just the truth. Like it, there's no arguing at this point. These kids have benefited from going to those elite competitions, facing that level of talent. And that's why Kentucky baseball players are able to make it to the big stage these yeah. days. A lot of D1 players are on this field tonight. They are. They are. So and proving their worth so with that. If you're a travel ball coach, what what tournaments do you got to go see? What areas, what ballparks do you feel like, hey, you got to go try it once? All right, this is a loaded question because I'm it also is. an owner of athletic sports. I, so. that. I get that. <laughs> and listen, we, so, love, we love our E-Town okay. sports park, so right? Obviously, <laughs> we have the contract to run most of the tournaments at E-Town, so I can't We not. love that place. And, it, and yeah, with the tournament, it. It, you know, obviously at one point people joked and said it's the rainout capital of the world. We really pushed hard with the city to get the turf. Yep. Now that we have the turf infields, uh, last summer we did not lose one game. Yeah. 
which is crazy wow. if you yeah. think about that. So, obviously, you know, in this area, that's the premier park. E-Town's unbelievable. If you go north, it's Grand Park. Obviously, there's, what, 30, yeah. 30-ish fields. And we'll be going to Grand Park for the first time here in a couple weeks, so we're excited about that. It's a great place. No denying that. It's 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 spread out, so yeah. be ready to walk and have your uh, little the little wagon. parent. The wagon. Yeah, the, the wagon, wagon with you. Typical. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you're going that direction, that's, you know, the way to go. Um you know, it, obviously Lake Point is okay. Lake Point pinnacle for the as you get a little bit older. There's not much youth baseball there because once the summer turns, it goes all high school gotcha. age. So gotcha. 14 and up, I would say Lake Point, uh, which is mostly PBR stuff. JT could obviously tell you more about that. Okay. Um, you know, obviously in Florida, you've got the U Trip Complex down there in Space Coast. Right. We, I've, my team went there last year on invite and. That's a great place. Uh, you know, P- I don't know what park PG is using down there now, but uh, yeah. it's Fort Myers somewhere. Okay. Jupiter. Uh, but, uh, but it, you know, in this uh, in this area, in my opinion, it's E-Town and Grand Park by far. Agreed. I, I really can't come up with anything that even competes with those two. Agreed. And what is important, listen, so this is one of the questions we get all the time from our listeners. When I'm trying to pick a travel ball organization, right, I'm trying out, and, and we've, we've seen it. We've had kids come to our tryouts, and we know that we're trying out for five, six other teams. What's the important thing you should be looking for as a parent? Well, obviously quality coaching, and, and this is a – it's one of the tough things about our, our industry. When you go south to Florida, most of those guys are paid, di- yep. paid dudes. Uh, they're the the academy. When you're style. talking the right. coaches for those teams, right? I mean, Florida, Texas, a lot of the you know the, the big baseball states, California, right. Arizona. Right. There's a lot of of the, what they call academy style baseball. So they hire, they're hired guns, which gotcha. is obviously the optimal scenario. We would all love that if that could exist, but it's just not mathematically possible, especially in our region. Right. You, we have to have dads step up. We do, right. and and people that say daddy ball then you're just looking at one part of the equation <laughs> without the daddy ball meaning dads to coach there is no there travel is no ball, ball in kentucky right. it's that 100 right and, and there are those of us that understand you know how to avoid the pitfalls of looking yep. and being that coach that everybody totally calls agree daddy ball so if you if anybody that just says that you're bl- it's like putting a blanket over something yep. and just assuming everything's the same and that's just not true right uh, so, you know, quality coaching, I think it's important. Are, are they developing kids? Are they not overusing kids' arms? Yep. Which is my number one thing. And not everybody's perfect. Nope. Let's be honest. We've all made the mistake. You're in the middle of the game. You went maybe five or ten too many, but mm-hmm. there's people going 30 too many. Like, oh, hey, we see it every weekend. You know, like March and, <laughs> April, March and April, it's 42 degrees, and we got a oh. kid that's 10 going to 115. I mean, that's just nuts. And, well, not only are they pitching 115, they pitched 50 with their middle school team on Wednesday. Oh, true. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things where it's just it's really gotten out of hand there parent parents have to stand up for themselves on that topic yep. because if not your kid's going to be in surgery and that's the last thing you want is his career to end before he gets a chance to play in a game like this right here oh, unbelievable you know what i'm saying this atmosphere and i tell Big you what there saint x has stepped up tonight yep. i mean they ready have play, been boys are ready the the bats have been on fire yep. the long Stark game though been, long game guys it is it is <laughs> but i tell you it's it's they've been and and if anybody's got the firepower to come back on saint x oh, it would absolutely. be trinity they swing it well over there they definitely. certainly do so aaron let's talk about saint x a little bit sure. what's your role here so director of player development baseball operations i do a honestly a myriad of things it's uh, helping you guys you know make sure that our guests that are want to yep. do things like this at ball games i'm just a you know the the, the point of contact sure. because sure. You know, coach port is a 
he, for one, he's a full-time teacher. Yeah. People, a lot of people don't know that. Our yeah. coach is a elite-level math teacher yep. in St. Louis uh, and uh, has been for well, a long time. I'm a, I'm a 98 graduate. Had him in math. Did not do well in his class. <laughs> so I can tell you. He works elite math. <laughs> You're very right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's a teacher by day. So he spends, you know, he gets here at 7 o'clock and. He doesn't leave yeah. until practice or yeah. games are over. So tonight, his day is going to go from 7 to, what, 8, and at probably 9 o'clock times he wraps yeah. everything up. So I'm just helping him fill in the gaps. So okay. if it's working with guys like you to make sure we're getting good coverage of our guys, working with our older players that are like sophomores and up on recruiting opportunities, awesome. just trying to make phone calls on behalf of their parents. You know, Andy does a lot of that, too. People okay. are used to calling him. Sure. I'm just trying to add to that and just sure. be another resource for that. So. Uh, I mean, there's other things, too. Uh, now, what, what about that middle school kid who's yeah. interested in Sure, Saint that's Ed's my that. job. My job is to make sure the parents understand what we're all about. Okay. Primarily, I make sure they understand what we're about academically. On, you know, baseball ends for all of us. Sports ends for all of us. Oh, yeah. And just like with my two kids, I let them choose. I went to Mail. I'm a Mail graduate. I'm a Bulldog Hall of Fame there. So I uh, love, there you go. I love my right. purple and gold. That's I right. love my purple and gold. I'm, but a, I'm a crimson guy. There you go. So <laughs> we got a little rivalry over here. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that I, want, I tell kids, if you're not comfortable where you go to school, it's right. going to be a long journey. Right. So that's the number one thing I say. And it's not about the St. X versus Trinity or Mail or Manuel Ballard, whoever, Eastern. It's not about that. It's really about the kid needs to pick a place where he can be comfortable because you're going to spend a lot of time in that school. You are. Again, just like Coach Porter. These, yeah, I know what Tom Tice, my son, you know, is a, is a freshman here playing JV for St. X, and he gets here every morning at 730. Right. There are many nights he comes home to do homework if he didn't have time to get it done here at 930. Right. So you better love the place you pick is what my point is. Yeah, amen. Yep. That's a really good point. And, and academics is it's king. I, it, both of my kids have been – really good students the older one was more of the honors kid but you know everybody has different kids that are different oh, yeah. pace on academics but i totally agree you need a good academic background because when baseball ends what do you have to fall back on man that's so interesting you say that james just said the same thing yep. he's like hey look you know at pbr we push academics first Absolutely. because look baseball is going to end at some point not only that but i'm don't jt talked about this but there's more money on the academic side than there is on the athletic oh, yeah. side oh, yeah. he won is 11.7 to yeah. divide amongst you know 20 right. whatever it is i right. can't remember how many they can give it to like 20 Seven, twenty-eight, and maybe 35 on the roster 11.7 yeah. divided by that you can right. do the quick math you're lucky if you're getting you a quarter a anything yeah. <laughs> a quarter is a lot but if you do well academically you know you like yeah you can feel yeah well, you can make it a lot a lot more bearable i played college golf and i was blown away i was getting more than the baseball players were and it just didn't make sense to me <laughs> i was like why like this star, must have been good the star <laughs> shortstop i'm getting more of scholarship than you are all right tiger Woods. <laughs> well, right. no I'm, I'm, I'm saying i would say that that's that's a norm it's yeah, just wow look at this putting that's it on him let's go bat. sorry i gotta i gotta hey, you're okay you're, you're allowed no, to I'm be on that side tonight here. sorry so a little excited. Seven, well, what is it? Seven nothing? Six, I believe. Six I nothing. think we're going to scratch two there. Seven hits. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, Ty Stark, I mean, we, I know you touched on him a minute we ago. Did. This kid has been amazing this year. The growth, I, I had an older son that played varsity at Sanix last year. He was a starting second baseman, Braxton. Okay. Yep. So I got to see Ty come up, and I wasn't on the staff, so I was in the stands like a dad, right. just being observant. But as a coach, you watch. Sure. And, and and I'll be honest with you, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. He wasn't spinning it like it is, like he is tonight. He's using both sides of the plate yep. this year. He's yep. obviously long his lever. Curveball is wicked. Oh, his curveball is wicked, especially yep. on a left-hander. I mean, I was a left-hand hitter. I hated guys like that. It's like yeah. it starts oh, yeah. like a foot behind you and ends up on the 
outside yeah. corner. But he, you know, he's been spinning it real well and he's locating well. And he, 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 it, being a lefty like that, you know, that a lot of schools like that because sure. you, he, we, he, blowing by, you're not going to blow it by a team like this anyway. No, you're just not. You're not matter what you're throwing. Nope. You could throw velo at these two teams all day, and you're probably yep. unless that guy's just super, super electric. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to beat a team I like agree. this by just, just throwing pass them. Yep. Not doing it. So, you know, what, I think what he's been most effective tonight is he's just like he's been doing all year. I mean, his, I don't know, you've got his ERA. It's something crazy, right? You know, like it's, 0.96 it's, or something. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And it's, you know, obviously I don't want to say much about this game. I don't want to <laughs> put no the ultimate jinx, jinx on him, yeah. but uh, but he's looking just as good again tonight. So, yeah, it's, Ty's it's, got it's, some big news coming, just so you'll know. A big news. Yes. So that's coming tomorrow, tomorrow right? Tomorrow is what I'm told. Yep. Yeah, big news. His ERA is actually 0.97. Uh, he's got, let's see, strikeout to walk is crazy. Seven strikeouts yeah. on the season and 13, 13 walks. walks yeah. so, so he's committing tomorrow, he is. or is he signing? He's committing. He committing. can't sign yet. Yeah, he's committing do, tomorrow. Do, do we know who the, I do. Uh, <laughs> do we know who the contenders are? Like, uh, oh, uh oh, that's uh, gonna go foul. Yeah, it's gonna go a little bit foul. Turning left. Well hit though. Well, Jardine's Jardine's got a came to play. <laughs> Man, he, that's that's two. He's almost hit. Yeah, he's came, he's coming to play tonight. But, uh, yeah, we, it, it, he is committing. It's a power five, I'll tell you that. Well, there so, you go. Uh, I'll, I'll, okay. There's your little that, – that's a that's a big deal. You know? so, I mean, so what did we see on the list there, Rick? So I know Notre Dame was one of them. <laughs> uh, Notre Dame, L and Georgia Tech. Oh, that doesn't help us. He's been getting – I mean, I'll tell you, he's gotten calls from Ohio State. Um, I think he's had a couple calls like TCU or Texas, like some Texas schools. So they're – He's ha he has options. Well, you, you can't teach 6'6". Six, six. No, no. You know, I mean, they're, the they're, left side. right. And the left-handed pitch, you can't <laughs> teach that frame. Right. You know, I tell you, we were interested to see Osteen start. And, boy, they, they, it was – Rick said it was a quick hook, and it was. But, you know, it's that's the thing. And if you look at these two teams, Sanex certainly is deeper pitching. Yep. I, I don't think there's any argument there. Okay. Now, Trinity may have a little bit more pop in the bats, at the least at the top of the lineup, maybe. maybe. Um, but that depends on the night, right? So it's it's going to be really interesting to see what comes out of this region yep. and, and see what happens come state time. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this, at the end of the day, this game's, I guess, what you call bragging rights. Right. But this, right. you know, you have, you have to stay grounded. No matter which side you're on, you got to stay grounded and stay humble and realize yeah. that at the end of the day, yeah, you, obviously, if, if we can finish this out, we'll be happy tonight. If, it, it, whether you do or don't, it's not going to change your season. You still got the chance to do the ultimate goal of winning a state championship. Well, both these teams can certainly pull that off. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit more about Saint X, Aaron. Sure. So, what makes Saint X so? Listen, so I'm a '98 grad, so I can talk about it as well. But what makes Saint X so special? And I tell you what, I've learned a lot is being in the school more because I'd never been in the school as a parent because you can't just walk into the school and start walking yeah, down the halls. Right. But with right. the role I have now, I've spent, I mean, I spend a few days a week in the school either early in the morning or in the afternoon. And I tell you, I can't talk about other schools. I can, I can only talk about this school. Yeah, I understand. What I've witnessed. Sure. The teacher interaction, the we have a new administration. There's a new principal yep. and a new president yep. here. And I'm, I don't. I wasn't around for the old administration. Okay. So I can't compare. But I can tell you that these two folks I'm talking about, Miss Sample, our principal, and Mr. Yep. Kalistra, our president, they are they are very committed to mm -hmm. to. Um, I don't hate saying usher into a new age, but the world changes. And if you if you don't change with the world, whether it's baseball, uh, our marriage, our with man, sure. man, managing our children, yeah, everything, you have to understand that the world changes. And I think St. Xavier right now is acutely aware that there's some things they could have done better to really attract students outside of just being, okay, we're a strong academic score. We're really good at football or baseball. 
but really connecting with students. And again, I can't harp on enough. Your education is the ultimate yeah. grounder for you. That's what you've got when you leave. And I, I can say as a parent, and now somebody who's in the school a lot, I'm very proud of what we produce there. Again, I can't talk about other schools because I don't know. I sure. But I can say that my older son who decided not to play baseball in college, he got an elite level business school scholarship at Miami, Ohio, which is not a, not a just roughshod school for when it comes to business. And I truly believe that a lot of it had to do with him being an athlete here that and also elite. his honors academic prowess that he had from, from St. X. So. So, and obviously the campus is amazing. I, this is a division. Yes. Yeah, like you, <laughs> it like really you said, is. you're going to spend a lot of time here. There's a lot worse places to be. Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> is a very is clean campus. It's obviously the turf facilities. And, amazing. Uh, locker rooms on campus. And, you know, we're, we're really proud of that. All of our, most of our teams, except for, I think, golf, which you can't play golf here. But No, but you have a nice little golf facility yeah, you have a golf there, facility, right? the Muscle and Center, right? <laughs> but, uh, you, know, every, you know, kids, what I love about when that school ends, when I'm here at the end, I see football players hit the, the weight room. I see track kids going out. I see right. soccer kids. Here comes right. the cross team. And our guys interact with their schoolmates outside of just classroom. And I, that's something you can't really, you can't just, it, 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 it's, it's, it's organic. Yeah, it is. But having everything here on campus, especially our baseball field, is a big deal to us. Yeah, that's it's, it's pretty special, man. Special place, special people. Hey, it's what a, are we it's in a here? special we're in the brotherhood. Top of six. Top of the yeah. six. Yeah, so we're getting close here. Corbin worked the wall. Okay, yeah. Ooh. Matt Klein up to bat. Matt's uh, dangerous at bat right yep. now. Coach Arnold has not been happy this entire game. <laughs> He's been upset about something the entire game. But, you know, the, the Rock's got to get this back going. So, Aaron, if I'm a middle school kid, mm -hmm. right, so 7th, 8th grade, yep. and, and, and I am dead set, I want to play baseball, uh, either at a St. X Trinity, Mail, Eastern sure. Ballard, wherever, yep. um, what should I do if, if St. X on my radar? The Catholic schools offer shadowing, so you've got to shadow. Like, And we tell kids when they come here, you, you can't, you know, unless, you know, some kids, their dad went here, so it's kind of already... Yeah, it's <laughs> already called that. It's done. Yeah. Like, yeah. The kid's already locked in on yeah, no what choice. dad did. Right. But not always. Not always. But, you know, I, again, I care about, and, and I really mean this, I care about kids and their happiness. And if I say that, it's my job to make sure they understand that you have to see things. You have, you can't just go buy a car and look at one car and buy the car. You really need to see things. And yeah. one thing I do love about our archdiocese and these Catholic high schools is they offer shadowing at every yeah. every single, both boys and girls. Right. And same thing if you have a female athlete, right. send them to shadow Sacred Heart, Assumption, Mercy, Prayers, whatever you know, whatever on Holy Cross, whichever one. Same thing goes for the guys. Take a look at different options. See if you're comfortable, and if you're comfortable and you think it's a good fit, then that's probably the, you know, that's kind of the gut check answer for you. Understood. So you you can come and you can just get a full feel. You can come for the entire day. Yep. So what's that look like? So if so, I shadow at Saint X, what's yep. what's the day look like? Usually they show up between eight and eight fifteen. Um, we do a school tour, and then depending on if they're interested in the sport, there might be some other things. Depends on what their interest level is and, and whatnot. But uh, at that point, they also go on with the student. They're paired one-to-one. -one. Okay. So if a an eighth grader comes in, he'll be paired with usually a freshman or sophomore. Okay, and that could be somebody you know. And you, you, know you can okay. request. Yep. You, know, you can request. So if you, you know Joe Smith, whoever Joe right. Smith is, and right. you want to shadow or, Joe or Smith. Or I want a baseball player. Yeah, or, right. or, or yeah, we do. We typically do that anyway. Yeah, that's kind of natural for us to pair Athletes, football athletes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Typically, that we try to do that. But uh, you spend about uh, you go to lunch, which <laughs> guys, you'd be shocked. I mean, when <laughs> both schools, I've heard kids leave. They're like, I love the lunch. Oh, I know, like, I know. I, the I, lunch. I've heard that, like, uh, that was the first thing my daughter said. She's an eighth uh, grader, and she shadowed over it or something. Yeah. They're the just not used to the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, that, that new yeah. cafeteria at Assumption right. is phenomenal. Yeah. By the way, I've, I've been in it. But uh, 
you know, I told my kids, like, don't go to Shadow Day and come home and tell me you like the yeah. buff chicken wrap. Uh, yeah, like, right. <laughs> that's not that's not what we're looking for here. Right. Tell me, give me something a little with a little more teeth to it. But they obviously do that, and they enjoy that because that's when the guys kind of get to be themselves and not just be listening to a teacher. But our classrooms are very interactive, so they at the, when the guys walk around, they have a lanyard on, so they, all the older guys know their shadows. So okay. they're like, hey, okay. Shadow, what's up? Shadow. Gotcha. And all the guys right. kind of like it, and the older guys like it because it's a way to interact with these young middle school guys but uh, then That's they cool. leave it they're done by 1 30 so that you know it's not even a full school day really okay we gotta get them out before okay. we dismiss the holy chaos in the parking lot yeah so. no, not enough a lot, yeah. a lot of left field like from camped under it nice play well i tell you what the tigers have looked good tonight mm. Talk to me about Wait, this. Not so much last night, fellas. We were well, you know, a little sloppy on defense so last JT night. So JT was telling us it's, it's yeah. the curse of number one, right? It is. So every time they put the team number, team number one, one it's like, <laughs> we see that in college basketball all the time. Oh, it's, we do. We do. And high school baseball is, you know, probably way more uh, fluid. Susceptible. <laughs> yeah, fluid. That's a good word. Then. But, so, uh, do any of these kids on the current say next roster have a have a, a major league future or, or have the potential to have a major league future? Obviously, Gregor, the Louisville commit, a sophomore. He's he's, you know, he's already getting that kind of conversation. Where did he come up, travel ball wise? Uh, Vipers. He was a he Vipers, played a Vipers player? kid, and then he was now on Canes National. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. He's uh, he's uh, he's he's actually swinging it well too. I mean, he's he's been you know he's well, obviously committed, fourth, committed to Louisville mostly as a pitcher, but he's been a great two-way guy for us this year so uh yeah he's he's been you know he's obviously got the build you know okay. sometimes yep. it starts with the frame and right. obviously if you look over right. there he's plenty big for a sophomore yep. uh man i, I don't i don't want to say it right now because we're in the middle of the game but there's a guy that's been pitching for us that's spinning it really really yep. well and starting to look like with another year under his belt, mm, man, yeah, who knows? He's got a chance. I mean, you know, with a Power Five multiple offers, yeah. you're going to make that commitment that at least is that next. You know, usually draft picks don't come from, you know, D2 or D3. They do later, but not. Yeah. Like if you if a guy's got a D2 or D3 offer, usually. Is he going to get it? Nope. Uh -oh, going to get that one. Yeah. Looks like Trinity will get on, get on the board here. Might be an in the Parker. Uh, no, I don't think so. Him up. Hold him up. Six triple though, Aiden Ekin. Well, you know, but yeah, they, you know, there's uh, you know, monkey off the back there. Talk about Sweeney for a minute. Like, oh yeah. You know, so Trey Sweeney that played here at Saint X, 2018, I think was his grad year when they, it was 18 or 17, I can't okay. remember. But any, regardless of what year he graduated, he had no Division One offers None. in the state of That's Kentucky. Right. None. None. Yeah. Zero. Yep. Went to Eastern Illinois. He did have a Bellarmine offer, but that was when Bellarmine was D2. Okay. He goes to Eastern Illinois. He's freshman of the year in the conference. Right, right. And then it was just like from the next two years, his yep. frame got bigger. His exit velo went off the charts. And 20th pick overall to the yeah. New York Yankees yeah. last year. And Pretty crazy. It's not too shabby. The Yankees. Yeah. yeah. The Yankees. Yeah. The Yankees. Not, right. not the Staten Island Yankees. <laughs> right. That might be where he is right now, but. He doesn't have to yeah. play ever no. to go tell your kid. Yeah, I got drafted I, by the, first the Yankees. Yeah. It's just, that's so cool, man. <laughs> His, his uh, family was here last night for alumni night, and his brother, who also played here, and his dad actually. I played against Sweeney's dad in high school when okay. I was a male. His dad was playing for St. X, and it's a very athletic family, so I'm not surprised. Right. Sure. But if you look at how he finished here at St. X, it's just a great testament to continuing to work hard because you just don't know. Yeah. Kids develop it so 
you know, and I tell that to the young parents they out there because we got a lot of time. travel ball parents. Don't don't be a train wreck because your kid's batting seventh when he's nine. Yep. It doesn't matter. Yep. There's a lot of kids on this field that batted seventh when they were nine, right. and they're starting in a game like Isn't this. Isn't that the truth? Yes. Yep. It's, it's, people get too, you know, they get too hot and cold, or they see this big old donkey come up at 10 and hit jacks, and yeah. everybody gets giddy. But if he can't run to first base by the time he's 14, <laughs> right. it's not going to matter. And I'm not trying to hate on that kid. I'm just no, saying you're right. the prog- we're talking about progressions, evolutions of kids, and I've seen so many kids get to high school that were nobodies. Relative nope. I mean, Ty Stark's a great example. He yeah. didn't. Yeah. You know, he he's played in his dad's RBI Bulls program. Right. right. He was a good baseball player. Right. Now I'm telling you, he's a Power Five baseball player, that, and I think there's a chance as big as it, yeah. as much as it gets. The ceiling is big. Yeah. Really big. Really high. So, obviously, uh, parents don't don't you know, don't put so much pressure on your kids when they're young. It's just a game, and if they don't enjoy it, they're not going to finish. Their career is going to finish early. And you don't want to be the reason of that. Well, yeah. these kids put a lot of pressure on themselves, oh, yeah. honestly. Uh, I mean, social media, yeah. parents, oh, yeah. kids, oh, my God. you know, I'm coaches. Yeah. Oh. I'm oh, playing I'm outfield. I'm playing right, <laughs> right. field. Yeah, there's a gap yeah. for Trinity oh, playing center field that's could get drafted this year, by the way. So outfield oh, yeah. is not a oh, curse. Yeah. It it's not, not a it's not a end of the bench type of thing. There's a lot of great outfielders making a lot of money in the MLB. Oh yeah. So talk to me a little bit about, so, you know, right now you got you coming up in the, in the Vipers or the Sting yep. or whatever, RBI Bulls or the Wolves, whatever it may be. But then it seems like you get into high school, these elite guys get into the Canes Nationals and get into these other kind of regional type teams. Do you have to do that from the exposure standpoint? Oh, uh, man, <laughs> there's so many ways to answer questions like that. So, you know, I... There's a lot of great players out here that didn't come. You know, somebody like this this program's more elite than this program. I don't believe that because I think it depends on what age you're talking about, first of all. So there's elite teams. And then, yeah, you have some programs that have more elite teams. But at the end of the day, the quality experience, the quality coaching, the quality development is more important to me than making sure we're on this program or that program. Now, a lot of kids go chase the national programs. Okay. Gregor is an example yep. of that. Corbin okay. Dickerson's an example he of that. Is, right. Played for, I think, Tri-State Arsenal. Yep. I can't remember who he's playing for last year, but he did a lot of USA baseball yep. stuff. Yep. And and some kids should chase well, that. Well, and Dalen Lyle last Dalen year Lyle played on the Canes yep. National. National right. mm-hmm. And for some kids, we're talking a very small percentage. That's something to chase. And they need to chase that showcase circuit for the elite player. But I don't. it's not the only way. To be an elite high school baseball player. My son started second base. My older son last year was St. X. He was a good, solid player. Great defensive second baseman. Right. Made very few errors. Didn't hit it as well as some of these guys on the field, but he made his way to start at second base, and his career's over, and he's happy. He's happy. And he was never on the elite steam team that we had. Matter of fact, we had an elite steam team that had Bo Coffin and Nick okay. Thompson at pitch yeah. for training. That's yeah. at Bellarmine last year. Yeah. And, uh, Stud Bryce Saylor. I mean, we're talking about we had some uh, – Dalen was on that team. Okay. Okay. We had some dog. Uh, Ethan Hodge who played yeah. for training last year yeah. that was at Trinity. Yeah. And uh, now he's at Xavier. Yep. So we had some dogs on the team. And, you know, he because I was running the program, he could, I could have put him on that team. Sure. But that's not good for him. That, right. that, it, it wasn't good for his development. Right. So I ask you all to just – you know, don't your kid doesn't have to be on the most elite team or most elite program to be a successful baseball player. Right. It's that simple. And I always think, you know, even just time on the field, no matter what no matter what league or whatever level you're playing at, you're getting time on the field, yes. you're getting better. Yes. It, that, play, that's most important. Know. And that's why I didn't put my son on that team because yeah. he would have been buried. He'd been all, buried. Yeah, okay, yeah, great. My all son's all on the lead sting team that's nationally ranked and he's yeah. bat you know, he's batting, batting one, whatever. And he, he's only got yeah, ten at bats in five weekends. Like it that doesn't do your kid any good. So right. make sure that when you put your kid on a travel team 
that he's getting to play, and and that's important. And I'm not saying just because he's not leave the team. That's not because we right. see a lot of that in oh, travel yeah, ball. We, we see a lot of. That team jump and looks like Andy's going to make a change here. It does, man. So uh, good effort by Chase, Chase, there. Chase Armstrong yeah, just had a nice good. single. Six to Six two now. Pass Stark was dealing tonight. Yep. Uh, what did he give up? Two? Does that say two hits, guys? Two, uh, two hits? Two, two hits, two runs. Tigers made two errors. Who are we going to bring in here, Aaron? Looks like we're going to Quentin Shoemaker, the lefty. Center commit quality d3 program if you haven't seen their new field at center wow that's a nice campus in a nice little town danville it's always been a nice campus they get a nice but this facility. field they what, just, a, what a school though man. they had somebody school. give a ton of money to uh, the athletics yeah. and they built uh i don't know exactly but if you just look it up on i, I mean the, the baseball field looks like this one here and obviously at that level d3 you don't always you see don't always that. see no. yeah no you see some yeah, scrappy this looks a lot better than a yeah. lot of d3 a lot of d2s yeah. <laughs> all right any idea what quentin's travel ball background was quentin uh he's been here's the beautiful story about this guy he's been hurt for two years so okay. he did not play varsity last year because he was injured he did not play varsity as a sophomore and had little to no jv time okay because he's been he's had two injuries back-to-back uh, -back years I can't remember. I, I hate that I don't know this, but he had a really, really good summer. Right. And and we we've said like this guy could be a secret weapon for us. And I'm yeah. not I'm not sharing things. Not crazy because hopefully we'll see it right here. But, right. And uh, but he, he's 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 left side. Obviously, he's got good run on his ball, and um, he's, he wouldn't be committed to center if he was. You know, they, oh, yeah. they've obviously taken a chance on a guy that's been hurt, but he, they saw him in the summer last year. Okay. And they okay. were pretty impressed. Yep. Awesome. Probably man. see, I'd say low 80s to mid, low to mid 80s, probably 80, 84, somewhere in there for his fastball. Now, do all these guys go do different things from an instruction standpoint? Do, do they all kind of see different guys, or is that something you guys try to handle within the program? Yeah, I, th I think it's almost impossible for travel ball programs to handle that internally. We're struggling just to even get coaches, you know. Yeah. We're happy when we get a coach for every single one of our teams. Uh that's where that's where our focus starts. We have to produce teams and then coaches to coach these teams. And that's obviously super important to us first. But, you know, a lot of us say, you know, player development, you know, it's it's harder. It's easier said than done. Right. Because kids, especially that play on school teams, as they get older, we have very little time with them in the travel. I mean, you, you really come you know, like my son, Tice, he'll start on that Sting National Team coached by Aaron Beard. He'll start. Uh, June like sixth, and there's like five, six straight weekends, and that's your summer ball that's at it. that age. That's it. That's like okay. so we're all we all get used to the the grind of March. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crappy weather, baseball, right, and right. then April it gets a little better. Then all of a sudden it goes back to 30 degrees. Right. We get in that grind, and all of a sudden it just stops at like 14 u or 15 u. Okay. And it goes to that five, six week window. So you can imagine, you you can develop some kids in the fall, and maybe some in the winter. But at that point, once they get to these high school teams, they don't. You can't. You can't go work with your travel ball team. Like, you can't play for both, for one. So, um, but you see what I'm saying? Like, oh, the, yeah. the window tightens. Makes sense. Now, at the younger ages, you know, I think the development happens within the coaching staff, you know, but development is important. I, it, people, when I used to coach that national sting team, we would take the field, or I could see the teams and parents looking at us like, these guys, how are they ranked? They don't really look ranked. They don't look ranked, whatever that means. Like, okay. You know, right. when you walk into a park and you see a team, yeah. you're like, wow, that's impressive. Yeah. It's like the first guy you want off the bus yeah. type yeah, thing, right? Yeah, put the big guy off the <laughs> <Right>. bus. <laughs> we weren't that team. Right. But what we were was a team that really worked on the fundamentals and practiced. We practiced more than we played. Okay. And I think that's really important. And people get lost because every weekend parents want to go chase the trophies and right. 
tweet on whatever in Facebook, my kid hit a home sure. run, and they get caught up in that. It's easy. That's we're, what I'm saying about the travel ball. We're 50 and 12. Yeah, we're 50 and 12. We outscored our opponents this weekend, yeah, right. 72 to 4. Right. We got the one seed, and we won the right. tournament. Look at my ring. It's you easy know. to get caught up in that, but oh, what yeah. we yeah. forget oh, yeah. is really the. I tell my kids, the best thing you'll ever do in your life is to wear your high school jersey. I, th I really believe that. I, I agree with you 100%. I there's nothing better than going to school all day, whatever that is, Tigers, Bulldogs, Bruins, I don't care, Rams. Yeah. There you go, plug for your school. There you go. DuPont, baby. Uh, and, and then coming out on a field and tonight wearing Tigers or Shamrocks or Trinity or X, oh, there's yeah. nothing better in life, guys. It, you, you have... These kids think this is pressure, but they don't realize the pressure comes with marriage. Pressure comes with having yeah, children. Having pressure comes with keeping a job. A job. Yeah. This is fun, guys. Like, this is so. Yep. Guys, safe. safe. Wow. Swinging bunt. Nice play. Mark? Nice play by third and yep. first. Just yeah. a lot of speed. There. Not enough time, yeah. That guy's quick. He's an upcoming junior for us. We're going to see a lot more out of him. He's not committed, and he's this summer will probably be where he starts to get some looks. This guy right here coming to bats, a sophomore. He played on my original Sting team, so I got to tout him right now. Ryan Camello. He was on that team when we were six U. And oh, look at him! Really, he's not very big. He's two for two today. Little guy. He's a little guy. He's only a sophomore, so where's he playing position-wise? Oh. Yeah, DH in today, but he's a oh, catcher. Okay, gotcha. Jake Bennett will obviously go on next year. He's going to San Jack JUCO. Yeah, and talk about a kid that's built, man. Oh, man, that dude is—he's swole. Yeah, he's <laughs> yoked. A big kid. The young guys call it yoked. Yeah, yoked. That's right. <laughs> got to use the cool terminology, but. You know, I go back to the development thing. I, parents, I can't impress upon you enough that your kids' development is way more important than how many home runs they hit at 10. Them getting quality experiences at quality parks with quality coaching against quality competition and succeeding and failing. Yep. Failure is the greatest teacher on earth. Those of us that are older wish we knew what we knew when we were young and realized Amen. that failure is part of life, Amen. especially in this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't play golf, guys. Well, I tell you, the hardest game in the world, I can yeah. tell you that. Since you've mentioned how great you were, I can tell you how terrible I am. I don't know that I, I – I'm not saying how great I was, but – You played it in college. I yeah. did play it in college. I, I don't even play it on Saturdays because I'm that bad. I played it professionally a little bit, and I tell you, it's a grind, man. But you've got to have some mental toughness because you're out there on your own. A lot like being a pitcher. You know, you, you've got to be able to step up there and, and, and throw a strike when you have to. Well, it's the same thing in golf. You, you've got to be able to. Oh, yeah. you got to be able to just have an indifference on where the ball goes. I've been a strike all day. Crowd's getting a little rowdy. They are, man. <laughs> he's right, though. That ball was pretty low. I, 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 I don't know that I disagree with what he's saying. That's a help. We'll count. Evan Beckman on the mound. Sophomore, I believe. I played against his dad in high school. His dad, Ricky Beckman, played at Trinity. Yeah, Ricky. Ricky's a good dude. Yep. Involved in travel CFAA ball. athletics. And travel ball. And travel Coaches ball. That's legends. right. That's right. He is a Legends coach. I don't know if he still is, but he was. Uh, nice hustle over there to the fence. Hey, come on, Ryan. Again, as the sun's going down, I mean, the weather, the temperature is absolutely perfect. It just doesn't get much better than that. What I've been impressed by is the, the other student body for both schools. Like, I don't, you can't really see over there, wrapping but there's a whole. The fence. Yeah, they're wrapping around the fence in the outfield. Right I think we got a bunch of Senex football players over here. I saw a bunch of Trinity athletes in the, down the right field line. So, I, that, guys, this, that's so much of what it's all about. I'm, how cool is that? So, walking in, my son noticed the numbers with the names. We saw okay. Ty Brown in the sure. White Sox. And 
kind of all the guys that have been drafted yep. through the years. I don't know whose idea that was, but that was genius. It was, it was actually Al Burks, okay. one of our who's Chris, Chris Burks' dad, famous name in town called Burke. Yeah, that was the father who actually coached here. I did. I've learned a lot about. I mean, I, I knew about him because I knew he was Chris's dad, and he coached him at St. Matthews in Little he League just and all that have stuff. His son on there, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. It was, probably. Yeah, Daddy Ball. Yeah, Daddy Ball. <laughs> no, Al and Paul, Chris, and Al. Great family. They're just great. They're a great saint. When you say like a quality Saints yeah. family, they they just they've done so many great things. Obviously, on and off the field. And Al, Al, that was Al's idea. He told the school he would like to donate them, and um, you know he deserves the credit oh, for pretty it. Pretty cool. Andy and I have worked on trying to place banners. We've got our state championships out there. That's new this year. We really wanted to, you know, show a little more pride in that. So those numbers are pretty big, guys. Well, that makes sense. I mean, they are pretty big. But I tell you, I, I don't know that even I realized there was eight. I mean, that makes sense having them out there. Yeah, three of the last seven because, remember, there was no winner in 2020 That's right. due to COVID. That's right. So something we're proud of. You, you, you know, I mean, you know, I, I, the, the, the interesting thing that I have, oh, see if you can, oh, he's safe. Great bunt wow. by Ben Brunig. Bases loaded, no outs. Tigers are knocking at the door again. That was a great call by Porta. Yes. I love that call. He I'm likes a, the small ball. Andy loves I'm it. I'm a big fan Me of too. small ball. Me too. Coach. I love it. Me too. I call coach. it all the time. We've got a lot of speed on our particular travel ball team, and I just love it, man. Speed I, I love using it. Yeah, that's, we used that that team. I told you we're, we weren't big, but we would do stuff like that right there. And, and pit, I, I don't know what it is, but pitchers struggle fielding oh, that play. Oh, they yeah. hate it. It's, they hate it. it. It's <laughs> such a, you know, setting their feet and depending on whether a lefty or righty, like him being a lefty and right. turning your shoulder. and That ball just sails, yeah, sails out of your hand. Yeah, that was a lefty, so probably that's probably exactly what happened there because it pulled him off the bag to the infield side. Aaron well, the guy on third, he got on with a bunt, too. Yeah. Oh, that was bunt punt. Swing bunt. That was swinging bunt. Swinging bunt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got no out. Short, short game here. here. Well, I tell you, when 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 Trinity started to put a couple runs well, up on the board, umpire's not going to give it to him, is he? Wow. Interesting. Interesting. That's twice tonight he hasn't given time, but it's umpire's discretion. What were you asking me? Sorry. I'm well, just... so uh, on the way over here, uh, Rick had mentioned something that uh, some freshmen in, in JV games were canceled because of lack of umpires. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard a Cal mail game this year. Earlier, the teams showed up, and at least we knew they weren't coming. Uh, but I heard, like, at a Cal mail freshman JV combo that just nobody even showed. So it's it's a shame. Uh, you know, we, you know, obviously, since I run a travel ball company, Athletic Sports Group, we're dealing with it. It's a real problem, guys. Yeah. It's a real problem for multiple reasons, and I'll give you my theory on yeah, it. I think, I think one is COVID. I okay. think it changed the world in many ways, and people, you know, maybe used to see that as a way to make a living, and right. COVID changed our priorities. Right. I, I think you guys would agree all of our priorities changed, and we looked they in did. the mirror and said, you know what? Some people said, I want to spend more time at home, or I want to spend more time with my spouse or kids, or I want to spend more time at baseball doing this or that, or maybe, maybe some of those umpires have kids now. Like right. Uh, I think it, a lot disappeared due to COVID, and I think obviously the that's a hit. That's going to get two. Oh, yep. Not one. Yep. Two short and left. Seven two. Uh, the other the other problem the other problem is abuse of, from fans, and obviously you've seen plenty of stories on I've, videos. I've seen it. I've seen it. We dealt with it this yeah. past weekend. I, I told some fans yeah. to calm down because they were abusing a kid or they were wrong. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's, it's tough. I, I tell you, as a travel ball coach, I, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I never had a problem with it because I set the tone with my parents. And if you're a travel ball coach out there, they need to know that there's one person that's allowed to speak to officials and it's the head coach. And we, we were told that at every plate meeting. 
So it's it is a rule. Yeah, you know, I will yeah. speak to you. That's right. If if the umpire is right. good, that's right. He says I will speak to you, sir, and you're the only one I'm going to talk to. Please keep your fans. Uh, that's right. Not unruly, whatever the word is. Yep. Keep them at bay. So if your fans are not, then as a travel ball coach, that's on you. That's oh, yeah. on you. And either you have the wrong families involved in your program. And sometimes it's hard. You know what? You're like, you know what? I could cut loose with this parent, but I sure can't cut loose with this kid's bat. Right. Okay, well, where are our priorities? Right. Are, are, are we going to we gonna drown our organization or my team that I've built a great reputation because I want to keep kid, one kid's bat that's in the lineup? That's a great point. That's a great point. You, you've got to look in the mirror and I've make that there. tough decision. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen it. We're like, coach, you know, watch. He's like, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, well. Yeah. It's not. Then that's that's the problem. There's yeah. the problem. We, right. we have seen it. You know, we've been lucky. We've got really great families on our team. But I, I tell you, we we've seen. Uh oh, and turn here. Nice play. Oh gosh. gosh. Yep. Nice play by Klein. Yep. We've seen it where we've played some teams, and it's just, it's crazy how much the fans are on the umpires. And who wants to go get just screamed at like that for for an entire day? I mean, I. I understand why there's a shortage, and but it's crazy, it, even at the high school level. Yeah. And how is yeah. it going to help you? You think yeah. it's going to benefit you, Yon? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's, it I, I, blows I, my mind. I think it's one of those things that, you know, we'll kind of yin-yag, and we'll we'll have a shortage for on, a bit here, and then it'll kind of, you know, everything keeps changing. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't think it's a long-term problem, but it's a real problem today, right this now. season. So, yeah, we I mean, we're if we're seeing it at the high school level on weeknights. <laughs> yeah. Right. The weekends are yeah. going to be ridiculous. Yeah, weekends I can understand a little bit because you got guys that do KHSAA and they might do some 13U or 12U on a weekend to make some extra money. But sure. But if there's a high school game, they get I, – I don't know for sure, but I'm going to assume they get paid a little more for the high school game right. than probably the 13U game at E-Town. So there's a little well, bit of that jockeying well, for umpires. We've run into a lot of games with just one umpire. Yeah, tons. Yeah. Well, we all know how that goes. That's yeah. impossible for the guy behind the plate. It's well, just, and, it, and really, we've well, always seen him do it the behind the mound. Which is even worse, in my opinion. Yeah. It is even worse. Yeah, I would, if, you had, if I had a choice, I'd say put the one guy behind the plate, just call the balls and strikes more. Right, probably. at least get that there. right. Because your plays at the bags, there might be two or three close ones all game, maybe. Yeah. If you thought about this game, you'd say, all right, three, four, maybe. We're having a guy at a bag, that's going to get a tag. Yeah, did a job there. Another run. Ooh, going, going to second to third? and third. <laughs> Safe. Why did he throw that? Uh, he had no chance at home, but second he had a more realistic yeah. chance. He had no shot at third. Could have gotten the third out at second maybe before he crossed it home, but was that Osteen out there? I think it was. Yeah, it is Osteen. Interesting. Yeah, not sure why you throw down to third though. Yeah, well, Jake Bennett. He's this guy's been swinging a massive stick for us. It hasn't shown necessarily today, but I mean, this kid. I don't know how many home runs. Does it say how many home runs he has on the year? Yeah, like six. we've got he had a great. His first at bat was he's, a great at bat. He he took two home run swings and he uh, choked up and put one through he could, the he could one through the hole. Send this game into another level. He's got, right he's got seven home runs seven. on the season, which oh. is the most in the game. Yeah, he's 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 really worked hard. And, I, and something I'm going to brag on this guy for a minute. Last year. I'm, I'll be honest, and I know his family well enough to know that they're okay with this. He wasn't the greatest teammate. And, and this, we talk about development. How, how so? It, it, a little bit of meism, you know, and, and I think it's easy for kids to get giddy over their VLO number. And, you know, yeah. you know, we got yeah. our PBR guys and PG guys, and they serve a purpose. They're here to put that in front of us. But it's what we do with that information. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is that going to turn? It's turning. Yeah, it's turning. A little left. Got the distance. Oh, it was out of here. <laughs> 
Oh, look out. You we, got, call, we call him Prime. As you, got, you can see the. <laughs> you guys see it on his face right you now. Yeah, Prime. Look at him. I tell you what, and we, we tell our kids this past weekend go up there with some swagger, right? Yep. Go up there with some moxie. He's not short of that. He is not Maybe short last of that. year, going back to the previous yeah, too part much. of the conversation, a little too much. much. Yeah. We're here. We're a team. We're St. Xavier, okay? So we're whatever travel ball team you play for. And you can't be bigger than the team. If you want to be that guy, to me, my team's your wrong, the wrong team for you. But this guy's really become a great teammate. And, and it starts with parents and adults helping them understand and recognize 100 You can be a better person if you're – just be a bull. Another, oh, another – yeah. I, I love his two-strike approach. Well, now what, what we love now is he's going to choke up, and he he's going to make sure he's gonna he makes – He's going to Joey this ball. Yep, he's going to make sure he makes content at this point. Look at, the, look, yeah. look at that. He's filling to the crowd. I love it. It's like he's a major leaguer, yeah. man. I, I, just, it, I love that I, I have no problem with it. the moxie. But, I love it But let's it. be just as good or better of a teammate right. than you are right. you know, at that. And, and and he has this year, and I've I've put extra time of mine in on him. I, I, the kid's got. You talked about draft in the future. He's going to San Jack. It's one of the top ten JUCO programs in okay. Houston, Texas. He will no doubt end up back in D1, no doubt. And he's got some. He wants to be Power Five. So it, you know he's fixed a lot of those flaws, well, if you want to call them. Well, what's yeah. the benefit of going JUCO? Yeah, I agree. Man, that's a hot trend right now. Well, COVID caused that a little bit because of the rostering so problem. They've still got players. For eight we've still years. got. We got. <laughs> yes. I read the other day there's a guy getting ready to take on his yeah. seventh year in college right. athletics. Like, right. what are we Seven doing? Seven years. What are we doing? Golly. So we got to wait till rosters fill out. You know, right. kind of trickle down. Level but what off. it helped JUCO ball. And I'll tell you why, because Louisville doesn't have a lot of spots right now. Sure. Because they had trickle down from Juke, uh, from uh, COVID rostering. Yep. Right. Um, and it so happened they had some guys come back for their senior year, which yep. at Louisville's not been common yep. lately. Not, not very common few at all. seniors on yeah. Louisville's roster. Juniors are getting drafted every year. So yep. at the Power Five level, that's your problem. So then that trickles down. If there's less Power Five offers, whoa. Ooh, great catch by Klein there. Great play by Klein. Um, you see what I'm saying? It trickles down to D2 level, then it goes to D3. So, okay. so we got the over-rostering problem. So JUCO was the benefit of that. So kids that may have been D1 that maybe didn't want to go D2, there's okay. a lot of great JUCO programs out there. Wabash Valley, I'll talk about one of our former players. He actually played in our Sting organization, Bo Kaufman. Yeah. He had the uh, Tommy John yeah. and playing for the Legends in the summer. He was going to be a senior during COVID and was not going to pitch that year for St. X. Right. He was going to play shortstop, but they were not going to pitch him to be safe. That year got banged, right. so he had no senior year to even prove himself to right. D1 teams. And then, uh, you know, obviously that's it. That's the end of his career. It ended with an injury and yeah. COVID. So uh, he went the JUCO route to Wabash Valley. Okay. And he was there last year, and he's performing really well right now. And he's now going to Charlotte, who made the NCAA tournament go. last okay. year. There you go. Charlotte's an up-and-coming program, and he's going to be an elite. Oh, is that, I can't see it, guys. Oh, it's out. Yeah. Over the dugout. Yeah, it's over the dugout. Lost it in the sky. But uh, you, anyway, so these, D, a, so these D1s, are they are they picking from JUCO more than they're picking from D2? Or, yeah, I, mean, I would say a, a lot that want to make their way back to D1. Which makes sense. That's the avenue. It's okay. you're a little bit more mature. You know what you're getting. Uh, it's and a you, can only, a safer you can play bet. there one year, too. You, right. You don't have to oh, stay okay. there both There's years. There's no transfer There's, rule. No. Okay. You can go there one year and two years, and and a, a lot of guys are finding that to be their, right their, their funnel. Play right away the next year. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. That makes sense. Yep. Well, it's been a good at bat. Let's this see what, what happens yeah, here. Finishes. Ooh. Man, that was right down the gut. 
What do you think? This is like eighth, ninth pitch that he's seen? That's a lot. And, and, and uh, here's another thing I'll, I'm bragging on him because I'm really proud of him. His approach with two strikes last year was garbage. It was come out really? of the shoes. Oh, it was come out of the shoes. The, the swing you see early in his yeah, counts. Okay. That was every count. Okay. It didn't I'm, matter. I'm so impressed with this two strikes. Oh, and he's, uh, he's been, short. And look, he's got the Joey Votto. Look at him. He's got look the choke up. He's got, look, he's got the same. His, look at where his feet his are. His toes are on He's the on the white line. Yeah. He's going to do everything he can to put a ball in play here. Yep. He fights another one off. Unreal at bat. Now, the more you foul this off, the more you got to think this is this this is an advantage to the hitter, right? I, I oh, think. And the pitcher's like, come on, man, really? <laughs> All right. What is, what is it going to take to put this what, guy away? What are we doing here, right? What are we doing? Yeah. We are two balls, two strikes, two I'm outs. Throwing every pitch I got. Yeah, this, this has got to be, what, number nine maybe? Uh, Eight, nine, gotta ten? Got to be. A lot of pitches. Nope. Not going to give it. Get in the box. Get in the, uh, he's going to oh, throw yeah. the pitch. Better get in the box. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Is that a ball? Umpire's got to be a little more demonstrative there. What is that? I guess he offered time. He gave him the he time, did, he but he didn't. Time, did he? he didn't. He's supposed to put his hands oh, up. Oh, he did give it to him. I, he did, obviously, because he didn't call know. that a ball or a strike. I think it, I mean, it was high. It looked like this it, is interesting. It's, it this, like is a, ball. this is a fun moment this game. Yeah. Get the crowd charged and get two more runs in here. Well, I mean, listen, a hit here, it's ball game, right? Yeah, that's, uh, well, Trinity can hit. Ball up a little high. What a bat. What is that bat? Yeah, I, I remember. Like phenomenal. Uh, I think Kentucky got up in Louisville. Like, sorry, I'm a Louisville fan. So I, once as, the, as are we. Once yeah, in the last 12 years friendly, or something, friendly. they got a really big lead in Lexington. And they were bunting like 12-1. And yeah. Coach Mangione said, it's Louisville baseball. We're, it's never over. And yeah. you, as you can see this season with Louisville, a lot of good bats like this. Yeah. They, oh, oh, good pitch. Yep. I guess he got a tip, but uh, catcher made a nice play. Good pitch. Yeah, I was watching that Louisville game last night. All right, guys, do you mind if I go back to the dugout? I'm, uh, uh, all right, Aaron, thank you so yes. much, man. We thank appreciate you. Thank you for having you. me. Listen, it's getting heated. This is great. Thank you. All right, Rick, we're going to do this last one by ourselves. We're at the uh, the the top of the seventh. It is an 8-2 to two Sanex lead. Last chance. Last chance. you got Louisville commit Jake Schweitzer, yep. Jake Schweitzer up to bat. And then it rolls to the top of the lineup, right? Then it rolls to the top of the lineup. Well, again, it can make an inch. Well, and like Aaron said, this one's all about bragging rights, right? So the one that matters is the one that's you know the, your regional championship game. If you know, listen, both these teams can get beat by Mail. Mail's got two great arms, so you know either one of those teams could lose there. But you know, if they do see each other in the regional finals, that's going to be a special one. Yeah, there's a lot of good baseball in the uh, state of Kentucky. Yeah, it's getting. Uh, getting rowdy here behind us but what an awesome atmosphere I, right i love it i love it it should get rowdy it should get rowdy you're right this is this is what makes this this rivalry yeah, even special not, even though this game you know really doesn't mean much you know it's, it's bragging rights it's still super important it's bragging rights yeah you know we're all we're all familiar with the same extreme football you know rivalry this is for baseball this is it for a good run Ooh, tough call what do you make of the run before you know if it's a ball or strike, Rick? So, I mean, I get it. We got a couple that do it. What? But uh, from an umpire standpoint, I'm like, get back in here. <laughs> right. Yeah. They call that. <laughs> Anything close, I'm ringing you up. Yeah. I kind of feel like that doesn't do you a whole lot of good, right? I don't right? think it does. But I also don't like. I also don't like standing there and looking back like, oh, was it a ball or strike? Right. You know, like, yeah. you kind of know. And 
you know, you get a bad call every once in a while, but uh, I guess there's no way around it. But if I'm the umpire, I'm like, get back in here. Yeah, I, I don't love it as a coach. I'd rather them, you know, wait and then go. Now, uh, now I, I'm okay. You know, you, you start that way and, you know, you hear them call strike and get right back. Don't be like, what? That was, yeah. that was four feet outside. Right, right. You know, take your helmet on and be like, what? You know, I couldn't hit that. Yeah, I agree with you there. You definitely can't do that. Hey, while we got a chance here, I do want to give uh, everybody a, a drill idea that's worked really well for us. So we've been indoor a lot this year because of rain. Uh, it seems like it's rained on our, our practice night more often than not. And we've done this thing with two nets uh, and two pitching mounds where we do we play a horse, but we play it with, with an, on a pitching. So we yeah. split our team up into two. Uh, and then one guy throws a pitch, might be a two-seam, might be a four-seam fastball, might be a change-up, might be a curveball, whatever it is. Well, if they throw it in the strike zone, so they throw it in the net, well, the guy on the mound has to, to match it. has to match it or they get a letter. Yeah. And so that team gets a letter. Our team loves it. They ask to play it every time now. So certainly a, a drill you might want to try if you want to have some fun. It's in a good pitching drill. And we even had some kids call, you know, top right corner. Right. Know, bottom left. Calling corner. positions. Calling, calling spots. So, you know, if you need a, a pitching drill or you need something fun and you're indoors and you have, you have a couple mounds and, and a couple nets, certainly a drill to try. Yeah, yeah it's fun for them. Corbin Dickerson strikes out. Can't love that for the Rocks. That'll do it. St. X8, Trinity 2. Thank you for listening. We hope you uh, you got some information. You hope, we hope you get something out of this one. We will hopefully be back, if not next week, within two weeks. Thank you again, once again, to our sponsors, Guardian Baseball. Rick, that was fun. Yeah. Thanks for having us, uh, St. X. It was, a, it was an interesting game. It was a good game. But, uh, yeah, St. X come out on top this time. See what they do later. Awesome. All right. Take care, guys.